Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When we started to get this one off the ground, there were a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do you get the show into all these podcast apps like Apple, Spotify, and Overcast so people can actually listen to it? I've seen some shows make a bunch of money. How can I? The answer to every one of these questions is simple. Anchor. Anchor's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. It's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use, to the point where you can pull out your phone right now and knock out a solo episode if you wanted to. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Anchor makes it easy for us to record from wherever, whenever, and not worry about unreasonable subscriptions or limits. It's the easiest platform to get your show on all bigger platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You even get to see how your show is doing per episode by how many listens you've received with Anchor's metrics. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join us and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Now let's get this shit popping. Hello. Hello. Yes. You ready? I'm ready when you're ready. Oh, I'm ready. I'm wa- I'm walking out. What's up? All right. So you know we're supposed to be doing these predictions. So first of all, let them know exactly who you are before we even get started. I am the principal, aka QDZ. That's who the fuck I am. <laughs> okay. All right, well, you might as well stay at the bar then because we're going to have to talk. No, so, no, 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 no. Go ahead. I'm walking. Go ahead. Okay. All right, so. Okay, let me let me do the intro again. Hi, it's the principal, a.k.a. QDZ, a.k.a. Q. How y'all doing tonight? What is going on? This is Greg. We are back again for another episode. This is kind of like Reduced Lunch's sports desk, except for we're going to talk NFL, a little bit of NBA. We're going to get into some UFC. We're going to talk about some fantasy football, some people that you might want to drop, some people you might want to add. But more importantly, like we are just going to catch up as we usually do. We're going to try to get this knocked out in 45 minutes like we usually do. So hopefully we can do that. Uh, so first off, Q, how is your evening going other than the bar scene? <laughs> Oh, doing fine. Doing fine. How's your night going? It, it It's wild. Um, We cleaned the baby, you know, gave her a bath and everything like that. Now I believe that she is asleep. Um, basically, then we have what we're doing now with the sports desk. And then after we do the sports desk, I will be doing another show back to back. The reason why is because we are officially content creators. Yes, and we are. We got... We have the the, the, the the official check mark. Exactly. So I, I hope what I, I told you, you need to turn around. I think you need to turn around because there's a lot of news. Now, if I'd have known you were at the bar, I'd have told you to stay there. But you said you were on you know, your way out. So you might as well just turn right back around and open your tab again because this episode is it's going to be brief, 
but it's going to be one of those where the shit might run. Like there's going to be a lot of shit just back to back to back to back to back. So might as well just go ahead and turn around because I'm gonna set the scene while we're walking. Is that okay? So, so first, first and foremost, we talked about how your day is doing. We need to talk about immediately the NFL tracker. Now, I guess before we get into that, though, we need to actually discuss what we're going to speak about in terms of this episode. Well, we're going to talk about the MVP tracker. We're going to talk about a team that has basically said what they're going to do for next year. Um, we're going to touch on, obviously, our predictions, which is what we lead into with. And then I, I said NBA and UFC. So, is it is it or? Doesn't matter to me. Oh, trust me, it, it's going to get wild. I have not okay, seen... Okay, let's get wild. Let's go. <laughs> let's get wild. All right, so number one, we got to talk about the MVP tracker. So, you know, every year, every week for the past, what, five or six weeks, Q, we've talked about the MVPs and who will be MVPs and everything like that. So right now, we need to go into the MVP tracker starting with week seven. So right now, there are 10 people who are in the running for the MVP as of week seven. Now, I'm going to run down the list from 10 to 1. And I want you to tell me who needs to not be on that list versus who should be on this list. And okay. if the top, if the top three are even worth being in the top 10 or should they be replaced? I think that's a, a fair way to start this show with the MVP tracker. So number 10 is Alvin Kamara. He's leading a league high 135.2 scrimmage yards per game. And he has scored seven touchdowns already. He is number 10. Number nine. Aaron Darnold. So like we discussed last night on the other sports show, he's had right. seven and a half sacks in five games. So basically he's already potentially already going to make his third defensive player of the year award. Right. So that, that's number that's number nine. Number eight, we have Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is basically the Cleveland Browns defense and they're four and two. So he's in the running for MVP. And he's okay. only playing football right now with seven sacks and three forced fumbles. Then number seven, we got Derrick Henry. You and I, we both said last night our top three running backs, and I feel as though Derrick Henry is number three. Obviously, mm-hmm. Kamara for me is number one. And then we have our boy Christian McCaffrey, even without the injuries, him being number one. So there's that. Then number six, we have Ryan Tannehill. Number five, we have Ben Roethlisberger. Obviously, Roethlisberger, 70% of his passes he's thrown, and he's had uh, 11 touchdowns with just one interception, and the Steelers are 5-0. So I feel like he sets the bar for the top five. He he comes in at number five. Number four, we have Aaron Rodgers. Pretty much the same thing. Outside of him losing, you know, this week, he's, he's still in the running for the, you know, top five. Even over Brady, I know some people would say, well, why is he over Brady? Because... He right now has the league's fourth highest QBR, and he only has one loss. Right. And so he's still in the running for me right now in the top four, you know, top five. Number three, this one right here kind of hurts to know that he's even in the running. So Derek Carr has the NFL's second highest rating, uh, passer rating, and the team, the Raiders, are three and two. Now, Someone say. I say I say agree with that. I, I think for him, for him, Q, this is Derek Carr, mind you. But but Derek Carr mm-hmm. was already a great quarterback even before um, yeah. Chucky came to came back to 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 Oakland. Run down mm-hmm. Los Angeles. 
Yeah. So we got we got Derek Carr at number three. Number two, we got obviously Patrick Mahomes. You know, fifteen touchdowns and one interception. I, I think that constitutes him being in the top three. And yeah. obviously, number one, even though he had a bye week, we have to have Russell Wilson be number one. Oh, Russell Wilson is definitely number one. Yeah. Okay. Now, do you do you do you believe that there's anybody in that top three or that top five that need to be replaced? No. No. I. I I, th- I think right now that MVP tracker is it's pretty on par. You got the top five from five to one. We got Roethlisberger. We got Aaron Rodgers. We got Derek Carr, uh, Patrick Mahomes. And then we have Russell Wilson. Right on the outside again, we have Ryan Tannehill, Derek Henry, Miles Garrett, Aaron Darnold, and Alvin Kamara. Now, outside of that, I would just hope that, you know, we don't even pay them attention because we already know when Christian McCaffrey comes back, even if it's week nine, he's going to produce. So there's that. Now, now that we got the MVP tracker out for week seven, right before we get into the schedule predictions, we need to talk about the one team that has finally chosen their name for next football season. It's not the Washington. Yes, it seems like the Washington football team has chosen their name for next year. So yes, and it seems so, like so Jason Wright. AK the team president said that yes, um, it 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 may become apparent that you're welcome. Uh, it may become apparent that mm-hmm. the Washington football team name would be the mm-hmm. name for 2021. Yeah. Now, mind you, I personally I don't call them the Washington football team. I call them <laughs> DCFC. Okay, so 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 that. Let me let me say that I, I I would I would be okay with it being the Washington Washington football team for 2021. It takes yeah. two years, like when you're changing the name of the team, to make mm-hmm. that happen. Absolutely, absolutely. So I agree. Like, Hold on. I actually like like I like the Washington like it, that's a classic name. Hmm. Classic name, like the Washington football team. I'm not going to yeah. say the 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 R the R skins. No, yeah. you know I don't. You know I've been an R skins fan for the rest of, for for all for for the 36 whole years life. of my existence. Yeah, I'm okay with the I'm okay with the Washington football team. Yeah, I think I can live I'm, with it. I'm okay. So if they, they want to keep that for next year, great. Yeah, and the yeah. fact that a black man is the president of the team and saying that, and not mm-hmm. Daniel Pitch Snyder. Yeah, I'm gonna go with what Jason Wright has to say because he's a black man who played in the league and got a and got a master's degree in business. Got a master's mm-hmm. degree. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with that. I'm, I'm okay yeah. with that. I agree. I agree. So, you know, that, that was basically that. We have a voice most. Okay, we have a message. Hold on. Let, let, we have a message. Let's see what the, this message says. Derek Carr needs to be replaced by uh, he needs to be replaced, period. Derek Carr <laughs> is having average games. He's not doing anything amazing. Which is the reason, which is why you're the MVP. You need to have some type of amazing um, 
resume in order to get MVP. If anything, I would replace Derrick Henry with the other Derrick. I mean, not Derrick Carr. I would rather replace Derrick Carr with Derrick Henry instead of having Derrick Carr because at this moment, there's nothing impressive about Derrick Carr. You know, I absolutely. Um, agree. I have I to. I have to respect. I'm sorry. I have to respect. Respectfully disagree. Mm-hmm. But hold on, and hold I on. Mean that, shout out for shout out first to his royal badness. Oh, oh, Thank yeah, you so much for that voicemail. Shout out to the com- that comment. And I appreciate your I appreciate your comment, but I have to respectfully disagree. And why is that? Oakland sucks, but Derek Carr. Derek Carr has been doing the fucking thing all season. Mm-hmm. All season. Yeah. His receivers have been hurt. Derek Carr is like, he's not going to win MVP. Um, Russell Wilson is going to win MVP this year. But yeah. Derek Carr has enough, enough body of work to work himself into that conversation as well. Yeah. Now, let me, let me just also say this, Q. Derek Carr right now at three and two and, you know, with the second highest QBR right now, he's number three. But we got we can't forget that Roethlisberger could really replace him just by winning on Sunday. So Roethlisberger could still, you know, he can go from five to three. And when I say five to three, he could jump four that quick. And Derek Carr could literally go from three to seven with a loss next week. But that is what it is. Um, we, We can obviously talk about that more when we get later into the show when we talk about the you know the predictions and things like that we got to continue talking about just like the news and the updates when it comes to the nfl now q we talked about this before about antonio brown we just found out today that he is available to be signed by any team for week eight so you, you may get your wish of him coming to the wash you know to dcfc or the washington football team and they are actually prospects to get him. So you were right, Q. I have to give you your kudos today. I have to give you your kudos Thanks. for being right. I have to give you that. So I mean, yeah, this outside of that, there's no much, you know, there's not much news when it comes to Antonio Brown. We just know that he will be available to be signed in week eight. So there's that. Um, the next piece of news, two players out of the Browns organization have decided that they want to be traded. The two are obviously David Njoku and John Ross, a.k.a. two players who honestly haven't done shit for the team to begin with. Um, I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to say Njoku. I will say John Ross. He's a bust. Yeah. Yeah. But mind you, Q, you know, Njoku had a decent year before getting injured last season. And the same thing that happened in 2018. Uh, you know, because he got drafted. And, I think he was and like, this year, too. And this, this year, year too. But that's the thing. He wanted to get traded because you figured the Brown who who else the Browns uh, brought in the guy from Atlanta. They brought in Austin Hooper and and Joku said, you know what? I, I can't do that. Like I want to be traded. He wanted to be traded week we one. A, so so Greg, we have a message. Let's okay. play that and then what they say. To be honest, I honestly feel that Antonio Brown needs to be in the National Football League. One, he's purely talented. Number two, I 
used to be a New England Patriots fan for a very long time. And seeing him play with Tom Brady was absolutely phenomenal for that one game. Um, but yeah, Antonio Brown is honestly the best wide receiver not playing in the NFL right now. And he needs to be on a team. He needs to be on a good team on a Super Bowl bound team who really, really needs that number one threat. In my honest opinion, Antonio Brown should go to the Chicago Bears because one, the Bears do not have a number one wide receiver. Allen Robinson is not a number one. He is a number two. Antonio Brown needs to go to the Bears and the Bears will be on their way to the, to the Super Bowl. I guarantee it. I'm not going I'm, I'm, I'm to say that. Allen Robinson is a QB one. Is a is a is a wide receiver one, um, and, and at this point in Antonio Brown's career, he's a he's he's a wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know Did anyone. Please send a comment. Well, his his royal badness. I have to agree with you, my friend. I feel the same way. I told Q this a couple days ago that. I believe that he would go to Chicago because of the same situation. Allen Robinson to me and Q, I know this is your boy. I feel like Allen Robinson. The other. No, 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 no. I, I know what you're but you know, you know, Allen Robinson is a QB too. Yeah. The, uh, I'm not, not, not a QB two, but a wide receiver too. Yeah. The Bears does not have a wide receiver one right now. Yeah, they they do not. Yeah, I just, yeah. But I want I want I want AB to come to DC. But you you want you want I want a good receiver. To DC. You because, want any good QB? Well, not even not even a good quarterback. I want I want I want whoever is the quarterback from Washington. Well, remember, wide receiver, wide receiver. Dwayne, Askin, Dwayne Haskins, or whether it's, it's fucking uh, um, Alex Smith, to have a two QB1, they don't have that right now. Like, I, I, I fully agree that that Terry Horn is going to be a QB, is going to be wide receiver. You know, you just say QBs, and you know, you're, you're talking about QBs and wide receivers at the same time. No, no, so, no, no. Just listen. I want Terry McLaurin to be a, a, a wide receiver one. We don't mm. have that. Okay. We don't have that right now. So yeah, I want I want AB to come to, D, to come to DC. Okay. All right. So we don't have a, we have a wide receiver one. Fuck it. We don't have a quarterback one right now. Right now. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. That is absolutely true. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll touch yeah. on that. AB come to DC. Yeah, please come back. You know, please come back. Meaning, like, come to visit and stay. Don't have, come to have, visit to play. Greg, we have. Yeah, I, I know. I'm gonna play him. I'm gonna play. Q, I'm gonna play him in a second. We we got to get through the topics first, and then we play the voicemails. So you know, basically to finish that out though, to finish that thought, Allen Robinson to me, and I'm assuming to his royal badness is that he is the Calvin Ridley on any other team. When I say that, that's because Allen Robinson is playing for the Chicago Bears. So he was just getting balls thrown to him by Mitch Trubisky. 
and he looked like a wide receiver one with him. Nick Foles, he looks like a wide receiver one. If you slot in Antonio Brown with, you know, Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson instantly becomes a wide receiver too. That, that's just my thoughts. That's just my opinions. But like you said, we're going to play these voicemails. We, we're going to play the voicemails. We got three. So we're going to play them. We'll play the first two. A three? A three? Really? A number three? Not even exactly. two? No, 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 no. Antonio Brown is still a number one produ- productive player. He has been working in the offseason. If you follow him on whatever social media, this man is purely, purely balling. He is a number one, in my honest opinion. Granted, he's not going to get the same reps whoever he goes to. Um, because again, with COVID and with trying to sign players and everything else like that right now, it's just not going to work. But Honestly, this man can still produce at a high level. Mm-hmm. Let's play that next one, Q. Go ahead and click, hit okay. that button. Next one. The only players that go to D.C. are the ones who are washed up. Just being honest. Look at the resume of how many players have went from top-rated teams and then went to D.C. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got to agree, Q. Like, I mean, outside hey. AP... That's fine. That's fine. Let's play the next message. Okay, let's go. Top places I can see AB going. One, definitely Green Bay. Definitely Chicago. Mm -hmm. Um, Because he's not looking for money. He's looking looking for that ring and in a decent amount of money. Um, I know he wanted to play with Tom Brady, but Bruce Aarons already shot that down, and that's not going to happen. Um. I can probably see Baltimore being a spot because again, they're trying to get that offense off the ground and running Lamar Jackson every single freaking play is not going to be something that they need to do. They already have RG three who unfortunately had a bad career over in DC because he was injury plagued. They going to run Lamar Jackson into the damn ground and it's going to be a whole bunch of problems with that. Q, you, you, he said exactly what you said about fucking running Lamar Jackson into the ground. I yep. agree. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, like you said it first, and you know his royal. Like I'm telling you, it, it's going to happen. They are going to run him into the ground, and we're just going to be sitting there like, damn. And RG three going to be looking like, you know what? They did the same shit to me. Same thing. But like, let, let's just hope for the best and hope that he does have a Hall of Fame career. Because if anything would have happened to Lamar, I'm going to be really upset because we would be robbed of greatness when it comes to just like NFL games between him and Mahomes. So Q, go ahead and press that button for that other voicemail we got. Okay, go ahead. And Antonio Brown can play opposite Hollywood Brown. And that would just be a shocking shocking thing to me because yeah. Hollywood is, is, is a threat. But to have Antonio work with him, mm-hmm. that's just, that's, it's, it's, it's a perfect match. Yeah, I agree. So I, I completely agree, Q. But we, we got to move on because we got we got so much shit we got to talk about before we get into the the schedule predictions for Week Seven. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, 
Perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. Hello? Hey, what's going on, Matt? What's going on? How's it going? I'm pretty good, man. I'm, I'm glad I can talk to someone about sports because Q decided he wanted to go and grab pizza in the middle of us talking. But it, <laughs> no, it is no, what no. it is. I'm, he, I'm, he, I'm ready for this. I, I, I've been waiting yeah. for talking to somebody about sports for a while, too, especially in the yeah. film. Yeah. And this is what we do. Like, usually he and I, we, you know, we shoot the shit basically on Sundays at five o'clock and then we do it again, you know, Monday after the game, just to recap what's going on, predictions, stuff like that. So you are welcome to join in comment and you know okay. if you want to do it as well like you know you let me know you know obviously i already you know added you and everything so since q decided that he wanted to step off we are going to continue the movement with this so basically right. um mike mccarthy responded to the cowboy you know players saying that they need to handle things as men after the loss so basically the coaching Ooh. staff got ripped by all of the players saying that you know what we weren't, you know, we were not prepared at all. And it just didn't make sense to do what they did with Andy Dalton, you know, right. having him come in, not knowing the schemes and everything like that. How do you feel about how the Cowboys handled Sunday? You, you know, I, I was actually going to say that that was probably, that would probably be a, with the coaches going off on them. But to be mm-hmm. very, very honest, I actually reevaluated that. And I'm just like, man, you know what? The Cowboys have been playing like straight doo-doo and just the way that, they're carrying themselves because again, this is Dallas Cowboys. Like mm-hmm. even 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 back when the team was like Tony Romo, D- uh, Demarco Murray, all of those boys. Like at least they yeah. carried themselves with some type of swagger and like they owned the damn mm-hmm. place. But right now, the Cowboys look like as if they don't even. They, they, I don't know who these people in the cowboy uniforms are. To be honest, yeah. Ezekiel yeah, Elliott looked like, like tra- Zeke looked like trash I- last night. I don't know what let's let's start with Zeke. So I think my main issue with Zeke right now is I hate this man's outfit when he plays. The the baggy <laughs> ass blue shirt, like, yeah. like I get it, it's a thermal shirt and everything like that, but I'm like, yo, like he just looks like he he trimmed down way too much. Like he lost yeah. the muscle that he had. As a result, like he can't carry himself on the field anymore. I was like, how do you have 100%. this many fumbles? Yeah, like how many I think he has like five fumbles in you know this season alone? Like, how is that yeah. possible? So for me to not even be a Cowboys fan, it hurts to know that one, Dak isn't getting paid, you know, paid the money. Number two, right. we're talking about which, you know, I'll talk about next about, you know, the word on the block. That is basically what, what you know, Q and I talk about, about the trading block and people who may be moving. But more okay. importantly, you know, when it comes to Dallas, I'm like they had everything written for them to just even get into the playoffs. But now we got exactly. Andy Dalton, who yeah. his contract clause is basically saying, you know what? All you had to do was wait for Dak to get injured. And what happens, he gets injured, and now all the incentives fly. Right. Which, I guess, that, that, that ties us into what happens with the trade block. So right now, according to, like, you know, a bunch of beat writers on Twitter, as well as, like, articles that I've seen, the Cowboys mm-hmm. are looking to trade a second-round pick for Sam Darnold. That would be a shot in the foot, I would say, because I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen anything good from Sam Darnold since he stepped into the National Football League. Yeah, I haven't seen. I, 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 I mean, granted, he hasn't played with anybody, so I mean that mm-hmm. can that can be in his favor. 
But if he's given, if he if he's if he's probably given some actually better weapons, he might mm-hmm. he might thrive. But that, that's that's just a it's literally it's literally not but a coin flip. But I would not give a second round pick for that. Honestly, just just just, just tank for Trevor and see what happens at this point. Because yeah. to be honest, pr- prior to Dak even being injured, I, I honestly got to think everybody needs to be honest. The Cowboys did not want Dak Prescott. Mm-mm. Let's keep it one hundred. Let's keep it one hundred percent. All they were going to do is just keep on renewing his, you know, renewing his option, keep on going mm-hmm. until you know until the time came, you know, to move on. Because again, let's be honest. There's nothing. If, if, if I was Jerry Jones looking at Dak Prescott, I'm looking at everybody else's quarterback because, well, Dak Prescott he ain't got the same arm as Patrick Mahomes. He, he exactly. runs. Dak, Dak, Dak runs. He, I mean, but Dak can throw. I mean, Dak mm-hmm. can run the ball a little bit, but he ain't Lamar Jackson. So exactly. you know, because so so I would say, if anything, the coaching staff, especially Jason Garrett, you know, mm-hmm. and, and Jerry Jones, they looked at Dak and they were like, eh, maybe so, maybe not. I don't know. And then once yeah. you know, and once the writing was on the wall with Jason Garrett, Jerry Jones was like, well, let me go find me a coach who actually has played with an elite quarterback with Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers. You know, might yeah. as well. And so now, honestly, I would, I, prior to Dak being injured, I feel as if Mike McCarthy was the evaluator of the quarterback position with Dak Prescott mm-hmm. because of, you know, what can he do? What can't he do? Let's see what he can do. But at this point now, he's injured. And I don't see yeah. what exactly is going to happen for him. To be honest, I actually want him to move along and go somewhere else where they're actually going to pay the man because they pay Zeke whatever amount of money he he needed and they and they paying everybody else. So Dak needs to yeah. go ahead, move on after this, to be quite honest, and go someplace that really needs a quarterback who's going to help him develop and, and get and, and get games in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me, like, I completely agree. I also feel like, you know, you, when it comes to Dak, he's gone. Like they're basically right. going to cut, you know, they're cutting their losses. They're going to say, you know what? We know we're not getting Trevor Lawrence. You know, let's just go ahead and get Sam Darnold, you know, if right. they end up getting him. But the issue right. is, where does Dak land? I'm personally thinking that Philip Rivers is in his last year to begin with. When lose yes. a draw, like if he loses, he's done. And I feel like yeah. Dak will just easily coast on over to the Colts. He, he's familiar in the dome anyway, so he'll be in a dome situation. Right. He, right. He'll have a similar setup. The only issue for him is he won't have that that cushion of Zeke anymore. And the right. Colts run game has always been something where it's like it, up and down it, it was season. present, but yeah, it's like it was present, but you never knew who was going to do anything. And right now, like they need to have a complete overhaul at receiver. Zach Pascal yeah. is not it. Um no, T Y Hilton. T, yeah, think about T Y Hilton right now. If you put Dak in, you know, a Colts jersey, he would see him as like CeeDee Lamb. I feel like that's yeah. who T.Y. Hilton would be. Um, yeah, Dak totally. needs, yeah, Dak needs a tight end. And the issue with the Colts in general is the fact that none of their tight ends stay healthy at all. Oh, no, not that's at why all. Ebron yeah. had to move on. Um, yep. Jack Doyle has consistently injured. What's the guy's name who, I think he's like six, like six nine. What's the guy? Um, Mo Alley Cox. He's, you know, he's yeah. injured now too. And the reason why is because you keep putting him in the slot and they keep getting injured. All the tight ends, it's like, if you don't throw to T.Y. Hilton, you end up throwing to a tight end in the slot. And if you don't do that, right. then you hope that you have a, a pass-catching receiver who, you know, you don't have a gore anymore. You don't have these running right. backs who can actually be dual threats. So you exactly. are trusted to either have legs 
and Phillip Rivers doesn't have legs. And now you can't trust Dak to ever run the same anymore after that injury. But exactly. I mean, that's the that's the only place I can see him personally going to is the Colts. Because, uh, I mean, who else is there? Like, you can't have him I, in Miami because you. I can see because I'm trying to picture I'm trying to picture Jersey as well. Mm-hmm. I can see Dak going. Because, again, I know how long is Drew Brees under contract? Is it just for this one season? I think it's just this one season. I would wait and see what, what uh, Drew Brees does because that's what Tom Brady practically did this offseason. He waited to see what Drew Brees was going to do. And once they once they said, yeah, we're going to go back with Drew Brees, that's when Tom Brady was like, okay, well, I got to go to the next best place, which is Tampa Bay. So personally, mm-hmm. if I was Dak, I would wait and see what Drew Brees does and how they play. Yeah. Because again, you want to step into the, you want to step in, you really want to step into the best situation is to where you're going to be able to learn. That's definitely number one. Because again, Dak is still young. Uh, two, you definitely want to be with a good coach. So Sean Payton is definitely going to influence whatever is going to be the, and that's what he definitely needs. He needs somebody mm-hmm. who's going to alleviate whatever game plan that's needed. Granted, I'm not going to say Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy is a bad uh, coach. But again, there's some times where I watch some Green Bay games and I'm like, what the hell are they doing? Mm-hmm. And so and so to be quite honest, I would say in, in my book, I definitely agree with the dome setting of of um the Colts, but at this point in time, they're up and down. And and if I'm if I'm Dak, I don't want to be in that situation because I'm coming off an injury. Yeah. Yeah. Season ending injury at that. Yeah. So like I, I would know, definitely I completely agree. So yeah, and, and plus again, like like and plus again, like I said, he wants to be in that dome. And trust me, I I understand you know players that want to play in domes versus people who want to you know play in outdoor weather, and, you know, and, and seeing how that goes. But again, mm-hmm. when it comes to a lot of the other places in, in order to go, you you really don't have any other place to go. I mean, Houston Absolutely. is locked up. Houston's locked up with, with with Deshaun Watson until Deshaun Watson decides to practically hang it up at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I would say the Los, Los Angeles Chargers have a great quarterback in Justin Herbert. That boy can ball. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm shocked mm-hmm. and amazed at this point. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's. I, I wouldn't want to go to the Jaguars to save my life. Um, yeah, good grief. Miami no. got Miami. Miami's letting Tua do his thing. Tampa Bay. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with Tom. Uh, I mean, I, possibly the Patriots because again, they the, the mm-hmm. Cam Cam and the, Cam and the Patriots. They only got that one year you know, prove it, prove it kind of thing. And so I, mm-hmm. I would kind of sort of wait and see what, what happens with uh, Cam and Patriots as well. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm going to throw one out there for you. It's, it's a curveball. You, you, you caught me with Jacksonville because I completely agree that was going to be on my option list. But I wanted to see how you felt about Dak ending up signing for cheap with the Redskins just so he can play his old team twice a year. Well, like I said before, the, the, nobody goes to D.C. and thrives, really. Like, let's, let's, yeah. let's be honest. It's almost like the retirement home for the National Football League. And so, that is true. I, 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 it, it's literally just like a turnaround place. You know, if, if you want to go if you want to go there and coach for a little bit, and all of a sudden I say, no, the coaches leave and go somewhere else. You know, exactly. unfortunately with the Washington football team, it, it's, it's literally a revolving door, and they've never been able to really settle down and actually get the job done. The only time, mm-hmm. you know, they really did anything was when when RG3 was there. Yeah. And that's about it. After that, it's literally just been downhill. Yeah, absolutely agree. 
So right. let's move on from that. So, you know, we did the word on the block. Uh, right. Obviously, we have to talk more Jets. So basically, the Jets oh, may end up with Trevor Lawrence. Um, I, I didn't want him going to the Jets. The reason why I don't Nobody want him wants- going to the Jets... Nobody wants to go to the Jets. Everyone's leaving. Nobody wants to go to the Jets. Yeah, nobody wants to go to the Jets. But I have a personal vendetta out against Adam Gates. I don't know what he like. He does to a team. He just like oh, he, he comes there and he's like, you know, how, how do you feel about him? First off, he 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 goes to well. Here's the thing. So so I live in Chicago. I'm not a Bears fan, but I mean I have to watch the Bears because they're on every single Sunday, Monday or Thursday, whenever they play in. But exactly. with, with Adam Gates, it's just. He goes in and he just guts the team out. Like he just, mm-hmm. he, whatever he does, whatever he touches, it's not the best. It's, it's not great. I mean, granted, yeah. I mean, even with with the Bears, he did nothing for them. I, I, I'm just lost in translation as to why this man is still in the National Football League. Yeah. I just, I, I'm the same way. I just think that when it comes to Gates, he sees a team and he's like, I can change them. It's like some things you don't have to change. That's why, mind you, if Robbie Anderson just goes and leaves, he doesn't even want the money. He's like, I'll go to Carolina and make less. Right. When, you know, Robbie left for Carolina thinking that he was going to be a wide receiver three, Uh, you know, because DJ Moore was coming up. And then uh, I forgot the guy who ended up, um, uh, I think Kelvin Benjamin, he was supposed to resign with them and then he just bounced. So it was like, okay, like that's it. So Robbie's like, you know, he was supposed to come in as a wide receiver three, comes in, instantly takes the starting job. And you know he's going to get paid because this was his proven contract right here. So it's like, you know what? I, I guess it is what it is when it comes to him. But Adam Gase is at the forefront of that. But then yeah. to let Le'Veon Bell go, that that right there was the ice on the cake for me. I've never yeah. seen, like, people who, like, hate Le'Veon Bell. I'm like, I understand why y'all don't like him. Y'all feel like he hasn't proven himself. And it was all the scheme of Pittsburgh that made him the prominent player that he is. Especially when, you know, those first, you know, six to eight weeks in, you know, a Jets uniform, it was like, yeah, I see why Pittsburgh left him. But then it's like you saw flashes and like if he could just be with the right coach and the right scheme, like he would be perfect. But he's under Adam fucking Gates. And it's like, how? There's there's no positive that comes from that. There's never a positive from Adam Gates. If you look at if you look at because, again, he 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 coached Miami from 2016 to 2018. He had Ryan Mm -hmm. Tannehill, who. To be quite honest, he has some up and down seasons, but he can never close a game. But if you look at Ryan Tannehill for the last two seasons, Jesus Christ, mm. who is this man? Yeah, <laughs> like like who is Ryan Tannehill right now? Like the the, the last few, the last few games that he's played in the Tennessee jersey. I, I mean, I, to be quite honest, I didn't see Ryan Tannehill replacing uh, yeah. Marcus Mariota anytime soon. But Jesus Christ, like this man yeah. is, is literally taking on. He took on just just even looking at last season, he took on Tom Brady, made him look mm-hmm. mortal. Took on Lamar Jackson, made him look mortal, and almost he. I mean, Grant almost had almost had Patrick Mahomes for the, for the for the three. Yeah. Like it was just, it was just like the the talent that Adam Gates had. He just doesn't know how to use it, and the fact that he's also the GM of the, of the Jets now. Mm-hmm. They, they literally just want they, the, the Jets have practically given up this season already. They're done. Yeah, they they want to they yeah. want to take for they want to tank for Trevor. And unfortunately, I didn't want Trevor Trevor Lawrence in no Jet uniform to be honest. Mm-mm. But but again, I mean, like we said before, even with debt, when we were talking about debt with debt, where else would mm-hmm. he go? 
You know, yeah. he would, of course, he's he's going to be the number one pick. And so, I mean, look at if you look at the Giants, even if they were losing, they already drafted Daniel Jones. That's already something yeah. that they're trying. To, wouldn't want to see. I I would rather Trevor be in a big marketplace like New York versus having to go mm-hmm. to the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, because again, when yeah. you go when you when you're a young rookie, you want to be in either. Los Angeles, New York, or some type of big marketplace where you're where, where you're the talk of the town. So, granted, exactly. Granted, I mean, granted, the, the the last few Jet quarterbacks haven't been great, but if mm-hmm. Trevor can somehow turn around or at least be, you know, the starting block, so be it. I mean, we they they've been missing Joe Namath for a very long time, and they need they exactly. need a big name. They need a big name to come and shake up the city and be like, hey, New York football is back. Because the Giants ain't doing nothing, you know. And so if the, Jets, if the Jets really want to compete, because right now the AFC is looking looking topsy-turvy nowadays. Because, again, mm-hmm. for the past 20 years, the Patriots have run roughshod over the AFC East. And now yeah. with Miami Dolphins not having their new quarterback, uh, the Buffalo Bills having Josh Allen, who's looking like – he looking good too. I mean, to be quite yeah. honest, Josh Allen is leading that Buffalo Bills team, you know. Oh, no, you almost said it right. He, he was – He's looking like Jesus out there because I was he, I'm like, yo, there's no Josh Allen. Has, Josh cool. Allen has come through and played some and played some ball games because even when they uh, even when uh, last season when the Patriots played the Bills that second time, on th- mm-hmm. I think it was on Thursday. It was on Thursday Night Football. I think I can't remember if it was Monday or Thursday, but geez, mm-hmm. or it was, I think it was actually Week 16 or 17. I don't remember, but the way that they were playing those Patriots. The Patriots almost practically missed the. They almost missed the whole playoff to the playoff seed right then and there. Yeah. Some of those games last season, the Patriots just got away with a whole bunch of ticky tack calls or whatever. But man, mm-hmm. Josh Allen looks like something else. And so yeah. I, I honestly believe that for for Trevor Lawrence to succeed, he would have to go to the the Jets is the best spot for him to go. In my honest exactly. opinion. And because because every, everywhere else, everywhere else is finally locked up. Yeah, and I couldn't have put it any plainer. Like that, you you said exactly what I wanted to say. I don't even have to say it anymore. Like Q would have probably said, you know what, I have to counter. You know, I got I got to say, like, no, trust me. Like, it is what it is. You just know the potential, but even yeah. outside of the potential, you just know what it is. If you can see the stats, if you can see the player, you just know that person got it. Like Ryan right. Tannehill, like outside of a Miami Dolphins jersey, he got it. He is that guy. And it's like, okay, right. like that's all that's all it took was for him to go from a bad situation. And they thought that sending him to Tennessee was going to be a worse situation. And just look at that. Everything fell into place. He has a receiver. He has the running game. He has everything you could possibly want. He has the fucking offensive line. That's why he's out here looking like, wait, why is his stats like this is Ryan Tannehill, mind you. Ryan Tannehill right. used to get bitched. Yeah. <laughs> he used to get bitched. Yes. I remember. Like if he, was again, like, as, as, as a former Patriot play, as a former Patriot uh, fan, I would see those games, and I'm just like, dang, we got the we got the Dolphins to play. Oh, this is gonna be an easy cakewalk. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm cool with this one. I, I, I can yeah. I can lean back in, and and I have to worry. But even if you look at the if you even if you look at the stats, Ryan Tannehill's QBR rating for this season mm-hmm. and last in last season are completely and utterly higher than any Miami season he ever had. Yeah. And just to like just to set it off even more before we go into like the predictions, when it comes to Ryan Tannehill, a lot of people don't respect him as if like he didn't almost make the Super Bowl just this year. He was that close. 
And people yeah. just should be like, oh, like, even in fantasy football, I was like, okay, I get it. Everybody wants to go after, you know, Dak. They feel like he had the softest schedule, which he does. And then they're like, okay, right. obviously we're going with Russell Wilson. We're going with Pat. We're going with, you know, Lamar Jackson. But I'm like, you realize Ryan Tannehill should be, like, up there right now. Like, when I say yeah. up there, people were putting Brady up there. And I get it. Brady, right now, he's having a good season. But the thing yeah. is, right now, he's having a season that Jameis Winston would have if Jameis Winston wouldn't throw four to five, you know, interceptions a game. Brady's just a little bit more savvy when it comes to it. That's why him going to Tampa was like the best decision. And it's making right. Bill Belichick right now look like, well, damn, like Bill, like what happened? Was it Brady right. that was the mastermind the entire time? But that, I guess that's something you and I can talk about, you know, another time. Cause that I can oh, go on for like oh, an hour and a half. About so, that. Oh, oh, totally. As, as somebody who's been a Patriots fan since 2001. Oh, trust mm-hmm. and believe. I got lots. I got lots. I can say a whole bunch about that one. <laughs> It's it's so funny. I, I'll just touch on this. So basically, like, my wife is from Boston, and we go into a situation where, like, when we started dating, she's like, "Okay, so who's your football team?" And me, like, my dad is a 49ers fan. The rest of my family is Redskins fan or Washington football team. The issue yeah. though is, I you know, we have season tickets for the you know the Washington football team and all that, but I hate going to the games. It seems like every time I go to the game, they get blown out to the point where <laughs> yeah, there's I no point of going. So it's like, I get it. why even root for that team? Why would you go to that team? And the one year I decided to root for them was the year that RG3 ended up getting injured. And I was like, damn, like, you know what? I, I can't do it. And then to find out that that jersey that I had spent 200 bucks for, they were selling it at like Marshalls and TJ Maxx for eight bucks out of spite yep. because they figured, oh, you know, I was like, damn, like, you just really off that man's career. Luckily, like Baltimore saw the vision and said, you know what? Like, even if he can't be a starting quarterback, we got Lamar Jackson, who's basically a spitting image of who he was yeah. six years ago. So exactly. let's go have him like be a tutor for him, but just tying it all in. So basically, you know, it came to a head of, do I want to be a Niners fan? Do I want to be a Washington football team fan or the team that I've always liked, which was the Arizona Cardinals. So I've always liked them. Okay. But the issue, the issue with them in Arizona is they have a racist owner and they have a racist organization. So I just cursed, yeah. you know, I just cursed them. So it's like some things I just had to completely abandon. I still like right. Larry Fitzgerald and I appreciate everything he's done for that organization. But it's kind of like when Jordan left the Bulls, it's like, okay, you you like Fitzgerald because he played for them, but it's okay if you just completely abandon ship and just find yourself right. on the team. And right, exactly. You know, and a lot of people are going to be that way when Arizona finally decides to be like, you know what? We're done. Same thing with um with Russell Wilson. When he backs off and, you know, the season after they end up going fucking like one and 15, one and 16. You can be like, yeah, yeah you know what? I- I'm fine. The thing about it, the Legion of Boom, when they, you know, when everybody started to scatter, everybody's oh, like, yeah. well, they're going to tank anyway. But Russ keeps them in play. But once he's gone, yeah. you know, for a fact, it's, you know, it's done. Anyway, oh, yeah, totally. so, well, you know, we went on a monologue about all that, but. We need to talk about these predictions. Now, okay. I'm sure Q will end up, once he eats this pizza and everything like that, he'll try to come in. But he's going to be in the comments because he has to get his picks in through the comments. So right. what I usually do is I start with the Thursday night game. And, you know, okay. if you want to speak on why that team wins, you are welcome to do that. So obviously Thursday night, we have the 1-5 and five Giants playing the 1-4-1 one, and one Eagles. Now, you can say who you think is going to win and why. So for me... I- Again, I have yet to see anything the Giants do being a great thing. Um, I would see, I would say the uh, Eagles would take this one only because, again, you got Carson Wentz underneath center. I mean, as long as, as, long as they come up and show up and play, the, the Eagles will be fine. Mm-hmm. Now, I said, unfortunately, 
that this is going to be a game where they tie again. Now, okay. when I say they, I'm speaking about the Eagles. The reason why I say this is because it's only the NFC East that does shit like this, where they'll end up having two tie games for a season. And it right. would just be happen, you know, it would just happen to be the teams that are leading the division as if like the NFC East isn't already terrible. So I would assume if they don't win, then the Eagles would probably, you know, pull it out. But I'm hoping that it's a tie just so I can laugh on Monday morning or even Friday oh, yeah. morning, just laughing at how bad that is. That's actually a game that they could play in London on Saturday and no one would watch it. It's like, oh, like absolutely not. So I guess we agree in the grand scheme of things when it comes to the Eagles and the Giants. So the next game, it's the Lions and the Falcons. So the Lions are two and three and the Falcons are one and five. Um, Ever since they, you know, they fired their coach and everything like that, the Falcons actually won a game. Julio felt as though like he could actually play again. He's no longer injured for, you know, four weeks. They they have a complete core. Um, How do you feel like this game is going to go? I've, I I totally agree because again with the Falcons, I'm gonna be honest. I'm surprised that they're in this situation only because again mm-hmm. I'm, with the amount of talent that they have on paper. Um, look, looking at the Lions, I don't think they've. I, I I'm not a hundred percent sure what's going on over in Detroit because again even with um, uh, geez, uh, Matt Patricia. I mean I I've heard from a, a lot of sources that even with the Lions having him they just don't like him and so it, yeah so for me i feel as if this is just going to be another downwards downward spiral i would rather mm-hmm. pick an upset and say that the falcons will take over the lions only because again i haven't seen anything um pretty much consistent with the lions i mean most of the games that they could have won um i know they played the saints they did i know they're ahead of, ahead of the saints uh two weeks ago and they just mm-hmm. completely blew that one and so again, um, you know, they're very inconsistent. I don't see them uh, really getting it together. I don't really see anybody matching up with uh, Julio Jones too well. So I think you know this this might be the week where uh, the Atlanta Falcons turn it up one more time and just go for it. Yeah, and I agree. I feel like both of these teams, every game that they've lost, minus one game apiece have been games that were winnable. Like yeah. the Lions lost by like a touchdown to the, uh, to the Saints. They lost by like four, was it like four points week one against Chicago. Then uh, Green Bay was like a blowout. So I was like, okay, I get that. Like it was fucking Green right. Bay. Both the team, actually the Falcons lost to Green Bay too. It was like 1630. Um, they also lost to Chicago. So it's like you both lost to the same teams pretty much. And the only loss I felt like the Falcons could have won was that fucking Carolina game. That one yeah. hurt my heart. That, yeah. that one and the Dallas game because that Dallas game where they lost by one, it's like, you should have won that fucking game too. So yeah, in, in this game, I'm going with you. I have to say that the Falcons are going to pull this out mainly because I feel like I, I want to like Matt Stafford and I want him to be the quarterback that I see him being, but he, he's just that quarterback. You're going to be like, wait, he's in year 19 and he's still with the same team. He's like right. an NBA player. Yeah. who, No matter what, he's just going to be with that team. Even if like right now, say for example, they tank for the rest of the season and they end up fucking like, you know, two and 14, two and whatever the fuck it is, two and 15. So they decided to only, you know, tank the season just to get Trevor Lawrence. They go and get him. Matt Stafford still somehow is going to be on the team because they're not going to trade him. They're going to be like, you know what? You just take a back seat. We're going to start Trevor Lawrence after three games. And just in case he gets injured or he starts to fail us, 
then we'll go ahead and put you back in because you're still on the books. So that, that's how I see that playing out. But I still see the Falcons coming out with that game on Sunday. Uh, let, let's go 100%. to the next game. So the next, yeah, but the I, next I, just game, wanted, I, I just want to jump in. I, I do agree. I do agree about Matthew Stafford when, when it comes to that. Because again, a lot he's played for the past few seasons every single game except for uh, last season um, because of his mm-hmm. injury. But again, it's shocking and amazing how much talent is wasted with Matthew Stafford. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. So let me see. So I, and I agree as well. So the next game we have also the one o'clock slate is the Bengals and the Browns. So the Browns are four and two. The Bengals are one, four and one. They were the team that the Eagles somehow just couldn't get past. And right. um, <laughs> this is the one, this is one of three games on this slate that I cannot figure out who I want to win and who I want to lose. Right. Well, even just looking at the Bengals' previous games, I mean, mm-hmm. they they they've they've been pretty close, except for mm-hmm. you know, it, except for the Ravens, and it, that that was about it. But again, it's, it's the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. But again, with uh, with the Colts last week, it was a four point game against the Bengals. Mm-hmm. It was a you know, it, it wasn't a blowout. It was about an eight point game. Same thing with the Browns before. It was only a five point game. The same thing with the Chargers, three point game. So. Unless the Bengals somehow, some way, pull this out, which I honestly don't really believe, um, mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to go Browns. But even though Odell, you know, had a temper tantrum last week again, you know, it, uh, again, it's pretty much a toss up. But if if I was to, you know, let, let the coin lay, land somewhere, I, I just pick mm-hmm. the Browns because of pure talent. Yeah, I'm in full agreement with you. Uh, the Bengals just they aren't good. Um, the Browns are just the team that they're going to keep winning these games, even though their quarterback is just like, he's not playing good. It's just like the rest of the team is so good that even on a down week, they're going to somehow try to stay close. And the Bengals, I don't care how much AJ Green wants to be a good player. He's just not anymore. And no, he's not. It, it, he's it, not. It, it's not helping his, like last year they should have traded him and gotten some type of value, but they saw yeah. Tyler Boy and they said, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll keep Tyler Boyd and we'll keep AJ Green because if we just go ahead and tag him, he's going to have to play for us. But the issue is now that he's playing for you, you wish you would have traded him. And the thing is, right. you can't get any value for him. He He's the equivalent of, I'm trying to think of like a, a terrible wide receiver that everybody swears is good, but they're just not that good. Like Jamison Crowder. Everybody thinks that Jamison yeah. Crowder is a yes. great wide yeah, receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a good, like he's a receiver that's on a bad team with a right. bad quarterback. But he just happens to make good catches. It's not that hard to be that way. But he's just ter- like, who else is a terrible quarterback? Like Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones isn't a good receiver. He just plays his role. He's done that yeah. with every team that he's played with. And it just so happens yeah. that, you know, he, he does that. Same thing, like you said about Allen Robinson. He is a great receiver when everybody else is terrible. Right. Like, I can't exactly. pinpoint another, <laughs> I can't pinpoint another Bears receiver that I would say, you know what, Nick Foles, who do you throw to? Exactly. I mean, that's the thing. Because again, you don't have anybody else to throw to. I mean, yes, you have Jimmy Graham, but Jimmy Graham is nothing but a shadow of himself. And so, of course, exactly. Allen Robinson has to step up and do and, and do do it all. Yeah, and the thing is, every like just speaking on Jimmy Graham, like actually, you know what? I'll, I'll save that for the Chicago game because that one, yeah, I think that's going to be like our longest game we talk about because I, I got my vices when it comes to them. So, the next game is the Panthers and the Saints. I don't know why this is a one o'clock game. I felt like they could have flexed this game to like, you know, a four o'clock because for the past, like what, three weeks, we've gotten a whole bunch of like one o'clock games that didn't matter 
or I didn't right. care to watch them because I just watched them on Red Zone. And those games ended up being good, and I wish I would have seen the entirety of the game. And that's what's right. going to happen with the Panthers and Saints. That should have been a 4 o'clock game. Right. Um, they could have replaced the Chargers. What is it? The Chargers and the Jaguar game? Nobody wants oh, totally. to see that at 4 o'clock. Yeah. So they could have flexed that one. Yeah. I would say they only didn't flex it because, again, with the Jaguars and the Chargers, I mean, everybody for some odd reason is on, you know, what's his name? Minshew. Everybody, mm-hmm. everybody's, you know, it, there's a whole bunch of people that just, you know, want to have, you know, Minshew mania when it comes to that. And then the same thing with Justin Herbert. You just want to see two um, young QBs just go at it. And so, again, yeah. I, I, I kind of get it. But, again, when it, when it comes to this matchup, when it comes to the Panthers and the Saints, I mean, I don't think Christian McCaffrey's coming back this week, right? Or is he? I don't. I haven't heard anything about him, right? No. Yeah, they basically said that McCaffrey may be out. I know for a fact he's out this week. He may be out next week, but they said that they hope that he can be starting for Week Nine. So I'm assuming yeah. that they just said Week Nine, and they're hoping that Mike Davis can last for two more weeks. So. Yeah, yeah. With the Panthers, I saw. I actually caught up with the. Um, Bears and Panthers game, it didn't look good mm-hmm. at all for the Panthers. I mean, granted, they had some plays, but again, it, it, when it comes to defense, I, I, I see more so of the Carolina, the, the um, New Orleans defense uh, neutralizing mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater yet again um, and just shutting down whatever they're trying to do. Because again, without, without Christian McCaffrey, your offense is completely gone. There's nothing else that you can really do outside of uh, throwing mm-hmm. the ball. But again, you know, DJ Moore, he had a whole chance to make a huge play last week and he just he just dropped the ball, literally. Yeah. So again, so again, I, I, I don't see anything um at this moment in time for the Panthers mm-hmm. to take over, even though I do want the Panthers to beat the Saints because I'm a Tampa Bay fan or a new Tampa Bay yeah. fan now. And so this <laughs> only I only want to see I only want to see the Panthers be, uh, beat the Saints only because of playoff implications. But that's about it. Exactly. But the Saints exactly. but the Saints are probably gonna do it. Yeah. I agree. Yeah we can leave that there because I, I, I want to briefly just touch on the Bills and the Jets because that's the next game for the one o'clock slate. Um yeah. everything I said about Adam Gase that takes into account for this game. Um, the Bills are going to win this game. But totally. J- you know what? What would happen in the small case that this is the one game they win this year? Like, say, for example, the Bills show up and they do, you know, they keep the game close. They say, you know what? Instead of having Josh Allen throw the ball, you know, 30 plus times, how about we just run it down the Jets' throat? They don't have any, you know, defensive line. They They honestly don't have anything. But in turn, that keeps the game close. So the game ends up at the end being like fucking like 16-17 and the Jets end up winning by a fucking field goal. If, if, if that somehow happens, it, it, it must be a full moon. There's, I mean, I granted, I don't see any way that the Jets can turn <laughs> yeah. around this season. I mean, granted, I, I don't want to see, I don't want to see them, uh, being 0-16 because I hate when that happens because I feel like just the NFL in, this, in itself is just terrible. But mm-hmm. compared compared to everybody else that they play for the rest of the season, this this mm-hmm. this might have to be it unless it's the Chargers game with uh, in uh, next month. But again, about uh, you know, or or maybe a division game with the Dolphins. But again, yeah. with everybody else, I, I don't see anything else really happening. Um, Unless it's a division opponent, but crazier things have happened. So, yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. It's a National yeah. Football League. That, Any anybody can win it. Anybody can lose. 
Yeah, we got we got to put a pin on that game. Like, you know, when we do the recap and everything like that, we can just come back and just say, you know what? That's how that game ended. And we hope for the best for both teams, except for Adam Gates, because fuck him forever. So (laughs) (laughs) basically, that. Um, I feel like this is probably the game of the week, the Packers versus the Texans, because both teams are coming off of like really ugly, like like not even just losses, just like games that were just winnable. And like, why did they happen? Um, Aaron Rodgers is going to feel like he wants to come back and score fucking five touchdowns. And Deshaun Watson's like, I'm not getting outclassed by him. Right. And he he wants to win a game bad. He's like, you know, I, I can't be one in five. He doesn't want to be in, in the same class as the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars. So tell me who you think is going to win this game and why. Honestly, after that mauling that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did to Aaron Rodgers, I'm surprised Aaron Rodgers still is still walking at this point. <laughs> yeah. um, when it comes to the Texans, I mean, I'm so happy that they moved on from Bill, from Bill O'Brien. The same way you mm-hmm. feel about Adam Gase is the same way I felt about Bill O'Brien. As soon as mm-hmm. Bill O'Brien sent D-Hop to Arizona for that low pick, that's when it, that, that was the day you should have let him go. That was mm-hmm. the writing on the wall. You didn't need to wait for this season to even begin. You should have let him walk. You should have let him go. I, I, I hope I hope Bill O'Brien never coaches in the National Football League ever again. Because again, based <laughs> off based off of just that character and how that is, that, that that's just toxic. He he's a he's a toxic coach. But again, mm-hmm. right now with them, uh, Romeo Cromel took over. Correct. Hmm. As the coach, this was oh what last what last week, yep, yeah. And so again, Romeo Cromel, he 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 is a player coach. People want to play for him, mm-hmm. and so honestly, at this point, I do want to see a good matchup between them. I kind of want to go Texans because again, when it comes to what Deshaun Watson has, him and Brandon Cooks have been doing some things. And I will, mm-hmm. and I really want to see that you know that that become more of a thing. Um, I know they have David Johnson, um, and I think they have Randall Cobb as well. But I don't know how well they're playing. But again, yeah. I really want to see the Texans just go full out for one game at least, and at least try. I mean, they did last week, um, but for some odd reason, I feel like the same way. If somebody was to beat up on Tom Brady, the writing's on the wall for you. You need to get out the way. But I'm gonna have to pick mm-hmm. the Packers over. I'm gonna have to pick the Packers over the Houston Texans. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm going to have to be the contrary. I have to say the Texans. The reason why I say this is because even though I like Aaron Rodgers, there's some chinks in his armor, and oh, yeah. we haven't figured oh, yes. them out just yet. And we know how we Aaron saw, Rodgers. We saw him last week. Yeah, but you know how Aaron Rodgers he gets in his own head when it comes to him losing the game. And yeah. whenever he loses that first game, like it's it's different if he loses from like a field goal or something like that. But when he gets blown out, his mental is like completely off. He's just like, you know what? Like, you know what? He starts making like bad throws. And it's yeah. not like he has enough receivers to actually throw to. I mean, Devontae Adams, he's back now. He's somewhat healthy. But all it takes right. is for him to stub his toe. And then he's he's just like Julio. It's like, okay, like you were healthy to start this game. And all of a sudden, now all of a sudden your toe hurts again or your knee hurts again. Like it, it's always something. And everybody has kind of honed in on the fact that Aaron Rodgers has this relationship with Tanya. But the issue for Rodgers is 
he doesn't exploit that relationship. Tanyan right now should be, um, I'm not trying to think of his name from San Francisco. He should be that type of tight end. He should be right now a top five tight end just by George playing Kittle. with Aaron Rodgers. George Kittle. And mind you, Tanyan and Kittle, weren't they like roommates? They were like buddies or something like that, like yeah. best friends or something. Yeah. So he, he studied under Kittle. So the fact that he's with probably the one of the best quarterbacks right now, you would want to use him. And the only reason Aaron Rodgers should focus on throwing to Tanya is because you have fucking Aaron Jones who can run through any hole. And yeah. even so you have the magnitude of that. You have what Aaron Jones, you have Tanya, you have Devontae Adams. Um, I want to like, uh, Mal, what's his name? Uh, Valdez Scantlin. I want to like him so much, but the thing is he can't keep the ball in his hands. It's almost like you literally have to scrape super glue on him in order to like get that done. Which is, cr- which is crazy to me. It's absolutely madness. I think we got disconnected. Let's see if he can come back. Let's see if his Royal will come back. I'm back. Right, I don't, I don't know, know what happened, happened. but we're, we're back. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the app. It's just been acting really crazy lately. Um, they've been doing a lot of updates that are supposed to help, but they haven't really helped. It's like, okay, we're making it better for podcasters and stuff like that, but they have to really focus on the audio content, like the quality, instead of focusing right. on like adding the features that they've been adding, but that, that's right, right, right. there. Um, we can basically just move on from the Packers and the Texans game. We can focus on, I mean, do we really want to focus on the chiefs and the Broncos? I feel like that game, it kind of like tells that writes, it, it writes, Yeah. It's self-explanatory. Yeah. Like that game, we're not me personally. I can't go with the Broncos, even knowing that they have like a better starting team now without like Cortland Sutton. I feel like that team it's missing that one thing. And yeah, now that yeah. Melvin Gordon is out with, I think he had like a DUI or something like that. So it's like, now you don't even have the running game. And even though Philip Lindsay was like their running back last season, he's not the same right. Philip Lindsay. Yeah. So I, I have to. Yeah. Philip Lindsay was looking good. I mean, but at, at this point in time, it's just, it, I, I have no idea what's going on with the Denver Broncos. Drew Locke is a good quarterback. I'll be honest with that. Yeah. I like, I, I like him and I want to see him succeed, but. When you're matched up against the defending champions, no, nah, you're you're. I don't see anything good going on, except even though they had a good game against the Patriots. That was exactly that was just a that was just a fooky game because again, with the Patriots, they didn't have that much time to practice this weekend because of COVID. So that that was just a fluke game. I agree. So let, let, let's move on. So we have the Jags and the Chargers. I'm going to let you whatever you pick for this game. I'm actually just going to go with what you say. Yeah, um, this is probably going to be the game where Justin Herbert is going to shine. In my honest opinion, granted he shined in every single other, um, every single other game he's played, but I don't see the uh, I don't see the Jaguars doing anything amazing. Um, I mean, granted the last the, the last two games that he's played, um, you know, again with I because I think they're coming off of a bye week. Yeah, so again. Uh, just the three games based upon what he's done. He had 293, three touchdowns, one interceptions, and a QBR of 137 mm-hmm. against that Tampa Bay defense that just, you know, mm-hmm. they that, that mauled on Aaron Rodgers last week. And then even exactly. against uh, against the Carolina Panthers, you know, he had 330 yards, one touchdown, one interception, 88 QBR rating. So again, Justin Herbert, this is your time. I want you to shine. I'm not an LA, I'm not an LA. Uh, Chargers fan, but I'm an, I, I I can say I'm a, I'm a partial Justin Herbert fan. I want to see this man ball out on uh, on yeah. Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, just, just let it just, just let it rip. Just let it rip. Let him go. Yeah. 
yeah, Heat right now, like, I, I understand, like, everything that happened with um, Homeboy who ended up having, like, the punctured lung and everything like that. Ty, Ty and that he, yeah, like, he may come back. But the thing is, it's too late now at this point. Herbert has not only, he has, like, the grips on the steering wheel, but it's just like, oh, yeah, he, he's gone. He's gone. Right now, right. he is all the way in California and you're in Wisconsin right now. There's no way you're catching up. And on top right. of that, Herbert just, he looks fucking good. And he, yeah. he's not like one of those young quarterbacks where it's just like, Okay, he showed potential for two games, and we'll just see how it goes. The entire team, just when they talk about him, they talk about him as if like he's been there for ten years. Like, yeah, they've had two he plays under like him. It. It's like, yeah, and I mean the receivers talk about the offensive. Whenever you have a rapport with your offensive line, and they're like, you know what, we trust him because he protects himself and he doesn't make bad decisions on the field. Like, he doesn't just go and say, right. you know what. I'm, I'm going to put myself in jeopardy and then possibly get my offensive line injured because I'm making stupid mistakes. Now, right. knock on wood, I hope he doesn't make any like stupid mistakes this week against you know Jacksonville. But right now, he is like, God, if you wanted to have like a rookie of the year or something like that when it came to it, Herbert's there, man. Like He's doing some shit yeah. that I've... I, I mean, at this point, at this point, yeah, because again, even if you just look at the games that he's played, I mean, again, he lost three, he lost by three against the Chiefs. Now, I mean, again, mm-hmm. it was it was close against Patrick Mahomes and those boys. Uh, mm-hmm. he, they were they were up in the game um, against Tom Brady and them, but again, end up losing by a touchdown. And then the following mm-hmm. week, they lost to the Saints by by, by three. So again, it's not like th- this team is getting blown out. I mean, if, if mm-hmm. everything went according to plan, you know, they they could be looking. They, they could they could be four and one instead of one and four. And so again, exactly. or, or, or one one and five, my mistake. So again, most of these games, and even even the game they played against the Panthers, I mean, they only lost mm-hmm. by by five points. So again, these aren't yeah. like huge blowout games. These are legit games where they, it could have swung either way. But again, that Charger that, that Charger defense is, is just something weird. They haven't really done anything, um, mm-hmm. in my honest opinion, that that looks amazing on book or on tape. But again, if Justin Herbert can just let it loose for one game. And that defense can just hold on. This is the week for him to just go in and play a trash team and and, and let this boy play play the game. Exactly. I, I got to leave it there with that. So you know. Oh, and look at that. Q decided that he wanted to call back, but he he has to deal with it. We already done almost. So he has to just comment with you know the voice note. So Q, since you're listening, you have to leave the voice comments because we we're in it now. We have, we full throttle. So basically, we got the next game being the Bucks and the Raiders. So. You know, earlier I said that right now the Raiders are looking good at three and two. More importantly, yeah. their their quarterback, Derek Carr, right now is in the running to be number three in terms of MVP with the second mm-hmm. highest QBR rating. But he's going against Tom Brady and yeah. the Bucks defense. Um, yeah. it, it's going it's to get real ugly for him. Real ugly. Oh, it will be. Yeah. Uh, again, like, uh, coming off of that, that win, I don't see that defense slowing down. Granted, it has been a little iffy at times because, again, I remember they played the Bucks one game and they just mauled on them. I mean, not the Bucks. They played the Broncos one game and they just mauled on them. And then the following week, I think they played the Chargers and they mm-hmm. just looked. They, they were getting they, they were getting bombs thrown against the, by Justin Herbert. And so again, yeah. when it comes to the Las Vegas, when it comes to oh, just even saying Las Vegas, Lord have mercy. When yeah. it comes to the Las Vegas Raiders, I'm not saying that they're not, they're not a bad team. 
It's just at this moment, I don't see a definitive identity for them because again, it was a cl- they they won a close game in week one against uh, the Panthers. Uh, they got the Saints, which is you know it was in week two. Then they got I, I would say close to a blowout against the Patriots, and the Patriots really didn't do too much against them. To be quite honest, mm-hmm. I wasn't even impressed with the Patriots play, even though they put up thirty six points again against them. Um, same thing with the Bills. Again, when when it comes to a lot of these big time teams, I mean, even I mean, they, I, I want to say they got lucky against the Chiefs, but they do they are looking up against you know when it comes to it. But honestly, when it comes to Sunday Night Football, as of recently, Tom Brady hasn't been looking good when it comes to playing on primetime. Uh, mm. whether it be a Sunday Night Football game, because I know last year they had to play the uh, they had to play the Ravens. They got they got messed up. They had to play the Chiefs, and they that was that little incident game where they kill Harry. They thought he stepped out of bounds, even though he didn't. And so he didn't. I, I, so I'm not sure if Tom Brady can turn it up. But Tom Brady's my boy. I'm always going to ride with him, brother. Whether you know, regardless. So I'm gonna have to say the Bucks because again, I haven't seen a definitive identity with the Raiders just yet, and I feel the Buccaneers are just coming off a hot wait, hot week. Going up against, I would say, is the second best quarterback in the National Football League right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm going with the Bucks. I, I, have, I have no like monologue about it. The reason why I'm going with the Bucks is because Tom Brady. Everybody knows this. Like he, he shows up when you don't think he's going to show up, and the games that he has are the bad games. Every game this season that has been a bad game or like statistically bad for him. It wasn't right. his fault. It yeah. was always like, yo, why the fuck didn't you catch the ball? Like sometimes yeah. I look at sometimes I look at the throws that he throws to like Mike Evans and like he put it on your chest, Mike. All yeah. you had to do was catch it. But the thing is, Mike right. has Mike Evans has this issue where he'll catch a ball or he'll drop a ball and he instantly he wants a flag. You gotta stop looking for the flags because you yeah. dropped the ball. There was, you yeah, know, I've the defensive player decided it's like okay, the defensive player didn't like they weren't even near you. You dropped the ball and you're looking like, oh, well, they held me. That's why I couldn't get to the ball. But the thing is, yeah. it hits you right in dead center and you missed it. Or like with Tom Brady, not even just to brag on like Mike Evans. You have to figure Chris Godwin, he can't stay healthy. And then when he does stay healthy, it's like he goes out of the game for like a quarter right. and then he comes back. Right. I'm like, OK, like if Tom Brady is doing all of this with nothing, like when I say nothing, I'm talking like Mike Evans. That's, that's his right. go to. He's throwing like. Brady doesn't want to throw to Gronkowski. I know he, I see him throw to Gronkowski and he's like, I yeah. just really hope he doesn't catch the shit. There was one pass on Sunday that I saw that I think I want to say Gronk just jumped in front of another receiver to catch the ball. Cause he was like, yeah. oh, well, Brady doesn't want to throw to me. No, he doesn't want to throw to you. You look slow. Yeah. Like every, every time I've seen Gronk run, I'm like, I just really wish he would have stayed in the WWE and just been the 24 <laughs> seven champ forever. Because 100%. Seeing yeah. Gronk, seeing Gronk run a route is is is, 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 is almost hilarious. I've seen yeah. I've seen drunk people run routes better than that now. So it's hilarious yeah. to see that. But again, even with if you look at the last two Bucks games when they played against the when they played against the Bears, and practically I would say the Bears the the Bears didn't beat the Bucks. The Bucks beat the Bucks because again, exactly. if you have a hundred if you have a hundred yard hundred yards plus in penalties, you're not beating any team whatsoever. I don't care who you are and what team you are. But again, mm-hmm. that turnaround from 
that Thursday night, that Thursday game, having a you know a few that that almost week and a half off, and then going against that bad man Aaron Rodgers, exactly. and, and looking like that because they had because last week they had no penalties at all on the offense, mm. and so again, if you're going from super duper bad to really really good, I mean, and, and you have Tom Brady at, at the helm, you you got to go with Tom Brady. But again, like yeah. you said before. I'm not. I expect the Raiders to do something this season. I just don't necessarily see them as of yet doing anything amazing. So mm-hmm. I would definitely need to see more from the Raiders in order to definitively, you know, really evaluate them at, at a better at a better time and place. Yeah, and j- just to like expound on that, like I completely agree. And more importantly, I just don't want to see the fucking. I, I want to say Oakland so bad, but I don't want to see the Vegas Raiders. In January, have a home game. Like, I, I really right. don't want to see. I don't. I don't want people flocking to Vegas to go gamble and have fun to see the Raiders right. get blown out thirty-seven ten because they weren't ready at home. Right. Like yeah, right. Like right now, if I looked at it right now, this is crazy. If you look at the playoffs, because you know how it works. Like you know, the first team this year yep. has the buy, but then you have you know, I think they have the extra team. So right now, the way it looks, you have. Pittsburgh playing ball is it Pittsburgh playing Baltimore? I believe so in the wild cards. You have that. Then you have Kansas City playing Cleveland. And then right now, from what it looks like, you would and actually no, Pittsburgh has a bye also because you have those two teams that have to buy. So you would have Yeah, the top Kansas two City, teams, yeah, the top two teams would have a bye week. And yes, then, you would have what? Kansas City and three, Baltimore. You have three plays six and then four plays five. Oh, so you said three plays six. So right now it would actually be Kansas City playing the Colts. And you would have Buffalo playing, damn. They would either be playing Baltimore or Cleveland right now, which is crazy. That, wow. Yeah. That's, wow. And the Patriots would miss, <laughs> the Patriots would miss the, the playoffs since 2010 when Tom Brady got injured. <laughs> which is which is crazy because only, right now they're only two games behind right now. And think yeah. about it. Vegas is three and two. New England is two and three. New England does good in November. October's always been a historically like a month for the Patriots where it's like, okay, it's always they play Miami and they end up losing to Miami because that was their they're technically their bye week before the bye week. They're like, we're playing Miami. Like, okay, we already know we're gonna beat them at home, but when we go to Miami, yeah, we can lose by like seven. And they'll do that. But right. they know for a fact that they're gonna run the table. And since they win the division, they instantly get the first round by. They know that. But this right. year, it's a little bit different. Because you got the Tennessees of the world, you got the Pittsburghs of the world, you got the Kansas Cities of the world. But the AFC, like you said, it's it's weird. It's the first time yeah. this year that I look at the AFC and I'm like, I'm not in, I'm impressed by all the teams, but I wouldn't be surprised to see all the good ones lose. Like you yeah. know, for a fact, the Patriots when they win, they win, and even when they get to the playoffs, you don't ever bet against them. You be like, okay, like it's Brady, no. it's yeah. the Patriots. It's like, hey. Oh, they're, they're playing Kansas City in the first round. You know what? I'm just going to have to hope that the Patriots win. And that's just right. how that works. But say, for example, like right now, Tennessee, they might get that bye week. But then next week, they would end up having to play a Kansas City. Right. Or they would end exactly. up having to play. You know, it's, it to would play be, it would be more, it's more even. It's more evenly matched in the AFC only for the simple fact that everybody is kind of at the same place. Whereas in the NFC, if you look at if the NFC has the best and worst division. When it comes to the NFC mm-hmm. West, every single team is over 500. When it comes to the NFC mm-hmm. East, every team is under 500. They have yep. the best and worst Which, teams. 
which has has to lead us to the last game. So we talked about the Sunday night game, which is the Bucks yeah. and the Raiders. We, we we have to end it with the Monday night game. Um, the L.A. Rams are playing the Chicago Bears. The Rams are four and two, and the Bears are five and one. Oh, did we this not talk about the? Uh, we didn't we didn't talk about 49ers and Patriots, did we? Oh, did, did we talk about them, or did I completely? No. no, we didn't. We didn't talk about them. I, oh shit, we have we have plenty of you know what? Let's save the bears. Let's save the bears. So basically Yeah, I want to say I want to say that one for last. Yeah. So the Steelers and the Titans. Let, let's go with that one. Let's give a quick overview of who you think was going to win. We'll just do a quick take for that one. Now, now, now th- 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 to be honest, this should be the Sunday night game in my honest opinion because again, you mm-hmm. have two two undefeated teams who are mm-hmm. in my honest opinion are evenly matched. You have so-so offenses even though I would say, because again, both offenses are, are firing on all cylinders, but yet mm-hmm. I would give the Tennessee Titans the edge only because of that man, King Derrick Henry. That man yeah. is is something else. He's a he's a defensive yeah. tackle running the football faster than than cornerbacks, and this is insane. Yeah. And so that, that's yeah. why that's why I said I commented earlier about how. Derrick Henry needs to be in, in the conversation when it comes to the national when it comes to the MVP. Um, yeah. For me, that Steeler defense, man, that that's something else as well. I mean, like when we, I mean, yeah. granted, when we talk about the Bucks defense, yes, they, they 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 took Aaron Rodgers' head and they and they chomped it off and threw it and spit it out. And so, when it comes to the Steelers, man, we we have an even matchup. But only thing is, is that. I would rather I'm giving the edge to the Titans only because again, mm-hmm. there's they, they do have some fans in the stands, so that might, you know, be a little little thing for them. So they might have a little bit of a home event, home field advantage. But I just don't see the Steelers offense really doing anything against the Titans defense. Because again, I look at it yeah. in four phases. So I can see Derrick Henry running against that defense, but I don't mm-hmm. necessarily see the offense of the Pittsburgh Steelers really doing anything against that defense. So it would literally just have to be who shows up when it comes to that matchup because everybody, because I kind of, it it can flip flop either way, but I'm going to go with the Titans. Yeah. I'm going with the Titans too. Yeah. yeah, Because again, the Titans, they can run and throw the ball at will, you know, and granted, so granted, so can the Steelers, but again, it's Derrick Henry and, and and Ryan Tannehill is playing lights out, and so yeah, that's my opinion. I, I have to go with the Titans as well. You went because of Derrick Henry, but the thing is, I know the Steelers are going to try to hone in on Derrick Henry, but they're going to yep. forget, like you said, Ryan Tannehill is there. But then you got honestly, when they're on the field and they're both healthy, they might be the most complete wide receiving core in the NFL other than Tampa Bay right now. And yep. the reason why I say that is because Corey Davis and A.J. Brown together. A.J. Brown is a bad man. A.J. Brown Jesus is a baller. A.J. Brown yeah. is so underrated, I don't get it. Like, honestly, yeah. unfortunately, last season, the Patriots decided to draft Nikhil Harry over A.J. Brown as well as over D.K. Metcalf. And so, yeah. honestly, in my opinion, if I, if, if I was the Patriots and had a redraft, I would take either... I would say either DK Metcalf or AJ Brown over Nikhil Harry. And so AJ Brown, if if AJ Brown shows up, because I think he'll, he'll be pretty much the 
the tipping point over, if anything. And so I would say mm-hmm. AJ Brown, if he comes out and, and puts up at least a good 100 yard game, at least, and probably gets a touchdown, mm-hmm. we, we, we can call that one a game. Yeah. Cause you figure, like, what? AJ Brown, you got um, Corey Davis, you got Janu Smith, you got fucking yeah. Ryan Tannehill, you got, like, yeah. it, it, it's all there. It, it's the complete package. And when I look at other NFL teams, I'm like, okay, give me what the Tennessee Titans have with the run game, the tight end, you have the quarterback. And you have two, I don't want to say elite receivers, but you have two good receivers that you know for a fact when healthy, they're both yep. going to produce. Because yep. Corey Davis has historically had this issue where like he just he needed somebody else to actually push him because everybody just thought Corey Davis was supposed to walk into the wide receiver one slot. But then AJ Brown was like, Oh no, I'm here. Yeah. I, I'm here and I'm yeah. doing things. And right. now Corey Davis is like, wait a minute, like, oh, if they know that AJ Brown is doing good. I got to stay healthy for one. And two, I got to make sure I don't get traded to Adam Gates. You know how that works. So basically right now, Tennessee, if you think of like the, the one, two punch of receivers, they're up there with, you know, the fucking, the Steelers and they're up there with uh, Seattle. I feel like right now, those are the three teams that have like the most complete people who are listening. They'll probably say, but what about Atlanta? The thing with Atlanta is outside of Julio, when he's not healthy, who do you throw to? Because exactly. you could say, oh, you're going to throw to Russell Gage or, yeah, I'm going to throw to, you know, Ridley. But the issue is, do you want to? No. Tennessee, no. Here, with Tennessee, if fucking A.J. Brown is out, but Corey Davis is there, you know for a fact Corey Davis is going to show up the same way with Seattle. You're like, okay, you know for a fact that, you know, Tyler is out that way. You just say, you know what? He's just out with an illness. You know for a fact DJ Metcalf is coming with at least – 100, 110 yards, seven at receptions. Least. He might at least. he might not have a touchdown. He might not have a touchdown, but you know for a fact he's going to hit that 100-yard mark because yep. one thing I know, two things for sure, our boy Russell Wilson does not fuck up on primetime or when he Never. has. No. no. Yeah, it's just, it's, just, it's just one of those things. You just know it for a fact. So both of us have said the Titans, I'm going to just leave that there. I just hope that this happens. I don't want the Steelers to win, mainly because I don't want to hear from the Steelers fans for the next week. It's like, oh, Jesus, you know, yeah. Yeah, like the, the Steelers are the, the Lakers of the NFL, pretty much. It's like, you you know the titles, you know the history, and you know all right. that, and we appreciate right. it. But the issue the issue is, what have you done now? Yeah, you have right. all the superstars, but the thing is, you're winning because you know what? I, I don't want to get into it because somebody's going to hear this and they're going to be a Lakers fan. They're going to be upset. I, I'm going to no, say that for no, another okay. episode. J- just one more thing because again, looking at the cornerback position, because again, I think uh, the Titans they both have Malcolm Butler and and somebody mm-hmm. else I can't remember. But again, I don't know the cornerbacks of the Steelers at the moment. But just seeing Juju get shut down possibly by Malcolm Butler, that can possibly happen. And I think that's something mm-hmm. that we definitely need to watch as well. Because again, if Juju can't get loose, then it's then it's it's, it's over. Yeah, and the thing is, like right now, like on my like trading wire for fantasy football, I've had Juju on two teams. I'm like, you know what? Do I really want to trade him right now? I went and picked up uh, Claypool, and I was like, you yeah. Know what? Claypool's he's a trap because you know Deontay Johnson was kind of injured for the past two weeks and everybody's like he got you know Claypool got two touchdowns this week and then he had a rushing touchdown last week so I'm just pick him up he's going to be this great player I'm like yeah yeah, yeah. is but you do you know how many times I've heard someone say to me that the Steelers had a great like wide receiver and then you just never hear from that receiver after like two or three games exactly like, yeah yeah that happened like, Clay, Clay, yeah Claypool is going to be great. 
But the thing is, it's hard to be great when you have a juju. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because, like, remember, like, not even, what, a year or two ago when fucking Antonio Brown was, you know, he was the elite in Pittsburgh. And then everybody was like, no, but Juju's making all those stats. The issue is Juju's likable. Juju, they they can't move. They can't move Juju. And Juju Juju is, Juju Juju not only is likable, he's marketable as well. Exactly. And Claypool, I I feel like they're they're going to try to start marketing Claypool like Odell. They're going to be like, oh, you know, he, he does the, the highlight plays and he's on a right. highlight reel. He does these things and that, that's cool. But the issue is if it doesn't translate in wins, like right, like what it's doing now with them being five and oh, it won't matter. Like exactly. same thing with the giants. Yeah. Like Odell, he's catching all these miraculous plays, but then they're fucking losing. It's like, great. But then you go to fucking Cleveland and you see where Odell is now. Yeah. He's making right. these same plays. these same, you know, miraculous plays, but then he's complaining because now he knows that he's a superstar. He's gotten, you know, it in his head. But the thing is, yeah. you're playing with your best friend and you're upset that you yeah. aren't getting the recognition that you're supposed to be getting feel, because you're I feel, Odell. I feel so sorry for Odell at this point. Like, it's, it's, it's yeah. so bad. I haven't seen, co- compared to, as soon as he made that miraculous highlight catch, what has he done so far? Mm-hmm. Now, let, let me ask you, what, like, if you could compare the Odell catch to the David Tyree catch, as a as a Patriots fan, oh, <laughs> which one was the more spectacular pass? One David Tyrese was a lot harder because he had some. He had Rodney Harrison, who was a, who was a Hall of Famer, draped all over him to, while mm-hmm. while catching that ball. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Oh, I mean, granted, Odell had a, had a reach back, reach back like one three, like Drake said, but yeah. again. When you got Rodney Harrison on you, like that ball could have easily popped out of your hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And again, oh, no, we, and we, again with, with Odell, I mean, I feel like Odell, he's just been practicing that since since he 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 knew how to catch a football. I feel like he's been doing that exactly. for all his life. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, he, 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 it looked like he just like always had somebody overthrow the ball to him. So he's like, if yeah. I just reach out my hand, I might exactly. catch it. And it exactly. just stuck. <laughs> yeah, but it's crazy right. now. Like, this, catch, this catch was simply recorded. On, on prime time yeah. exactly and it's crazy because like people tr- like football players and like kids who are like in high school and middle school and anybody who just plays football they treat the odell catch like the and one mixtape they're like if i can do <laughs> yep. that I, yep. <laughs> I, I, I am that dude that, that like it, maybe that's like a bad you know like representation of it but i just feel like that's what it is like when we used to watch the and one mixtapes it's like yes. the crossover yes. you know like uh, what was that the yeah. um the what I'm trying to think of what commercial that was. Was it Nike where they had like you know there was no beat, but they were using the basketball as the beat, so it would sound like the shoe scratching and stuff like that. It had yeah, uh, I think Jason so. William on so, yeah. yeah, yeah. But hold on, let, so we have two voicemails. I'm gonna try to play these back to back so we can just you know divert you know divulge into those. Here we go. You yeah. thank you for stopping because I'm a Lakers fan. I was <laughs> you perked my ears up. <laughs> All right, so that's I like bread. So he, he said to stop. I'm not. So here we go. So he 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 brought it on himself. He brought it on himself. I like bread. I, I okay. Let's let's start here. Um, first and foremost, you know his royal badness. Are are you a Lakers fan? I'm I'm not a Lakers fan. I if if, if anything, I haven't become. I haven't been a fan of a team in a very long time, to be honest. But when it comes to, I, I'm more just fan of players. I like to watch players make plays. So I would say LeBron James is the best player in the in the, in the, in the uh, NBA right now. So 
Mm-hmm. I'll just put it there, though. Okay, so I'm right there with you. Here's the thing. I absolutely like LeBron James. What I hate, though, is the comparisons to Jordan. Now, before before anybody don't, 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 don't know, start that yet. That's a whole other topic for another yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, but before before I even we're gonna have to have another episode about that about the Jordan and LeBron comparisons. Here's my yeah. issue with the Jordan and LeBron comparisons, and we'll like get into it a little bit deeper later. My issue is LeBron is a better human overall. Then yes, this is one thousand percent, one thousand percent. I've heard too many. This is thing. I live in Chicago. One hundred percent. I'll say that. One hundred percent. I know people that played with. I, I know people that have that have met with Jordan. I have people who uh, were on the Lovables when Jordan was mm-hmm. playing. Trust and believe. I got the stories. Yeah, and like for like for me, like you know, we have family who are like from North Carolina, so like our family, like are buried in the same like cemetery as like Jordan's family. And yeah. we, we, we've always had like this respect and admiration for Jordan for what he's done statistically and what he's done for the NBA. But the issue for me is it took me learning LeBron, respecting LeBron and being yes. not a Le- I've never been a LeBron fan. I've been mm-hmm. a the LeBron, the person fan, like everything yeah. he does on the court. I appreciate it because it's like, okay, great. Like, you know, he's a good player on the court, but the yeah. shit that he does as a man makes me respect LeBron. So there's yes, never, 1, whenever, whenever, 1, whenever somebody, yes. when, whenever someone says to me, oh, well, LeBron's better than Jordan. I've heard people make the argument that LeBron is, you know, not better than Jordan because people don't rob people for LeBron's. They rob, like they rob people for Jordan's. That is <laughs> that's, the that's the weakest, that's yeah. the weak, that's the weakest excuse I've ever heard. I've yeah, never heard that but, one before. Yeah, yeah, but but for me to to see LeBron do the things that he's done with teams that have had nothing and yeah. teams that you know have had yeah. things like you know you can say Miami, you can say Cleveland, even with the Lakers. Now, mind you, no, I told you the wife is a Boston fan, so by nature I have to be a right. Celtics fan. Right. Um, do I do I like the fact that the Lakers won? No. Am I glad that they beat? You know Miami instead of Boston, absolutely. Yeah. Am I going? Am I ever going to say, oh well, LeBron won the bubble ship? I think that's really disrespectful because I'm like, oh, they went through a fuck. They they went through a lot, and it, it really Very. hurts me to know if that. If anybody, like, if any other, if any other team had won that, they would be. They would not put no asterisk asterisk against uh, that team. If the Celtics did it, they would be fine. If Miami did it, they would they would crown Jimmy Butler as as, Le- as the LeBron killer. To be quite honest. Well, Here's the thing. I, I said I said one thing that pissed off one of my friends that absolutely hates LeBron so much. I said, just take this bubble ship that LeBron has and compare that to this flu game that wasn't ever a fucking flu game. We all know anybody who knows Michael Jordan knows that he got drunk that night before. He had right. hang- that was a hangover game. So we can't go and say that, oh, he won that game because he had the flu and but no. He was drunk, had a hangover, cool. But LeBron overall is a better human for me. He's he's a better. I can't say he's a better basketball player. I would put them on par. I feel like statistically, at the end of the day, he's going to break all the records, and I appreciate that. Me personally, I just like the grit of Michael Jordan, and that's where I yeah. leave it. I don't ever, I don't ever say, oh yeah, this person's better than this person. LeBron's better than this person because that's like somebody in the seventies or eighties saying, you know what? Like, I, I like Magic more than I like Wilt or something. It, it would be 
to that magnitude. Some there's always going to be that person that just like outclasses you or somebody right. who is just stuck in their ways. That's what they were raised on, and that's what they know. There are kids right now whose fathers tell them that LeBron isn't better than Jordan because the father only knew Jordan. They wear, exactly. you know, they grew up wearing yep. Jordans. They yep. they followed Jordan to play baseball. They watched Space yep. Jam and stuff like that. Yep. But the thing is, yep. they won't let their they won't let their kid have nice things because they want them to know that Jordan, a player that they probably never seen play, is just like all of a sudden better than LeBron. I've had people right. say, "Oh well, if Jordan played in this era, I'm telling you this now, as a Jordan fan, if Jordan played in this era right now, it would not pan out the same way." Yeah. And I, I know it we kind of like. You know, we, we, we kind of veered off from football. We're, we're going to get back to you, I promise. But for me, it was, just, yeah. it was just seeing people upset and, you know, talking shit, specifically about LeBron. I try to take away the team from the player because right. a lot of people's vitriol and their hate towards LeBron is only because of LeBron. They, they're like, you know what? I fucking hate the Lakers. Why do you hate the Lakers? Why, why, why do you hate the Lakers so much? And it's like, oh, well, they didn't deserve it. They, you know, they had it easy. Blah, blah, blah. You know who else had it easy? The other fucking teams who were in the bubble. Just imagine, exactly. you ain't got to go nowhere. You ain't got to fly exactly. nowhere. You were just, you're right. a player who's playing with your teammates, with your peers. And mind you, when they get off the court, you saw them on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. They're chilling. They're hanging out. They're friends. They're buddies. But yep. everybody, because, you know, collectively can say the same thing about LeBron. That man is somebody that once he gets off the court, he will come hang out with you. He spend time right. with you. He's your friend. But Jordan, I know for a fact, as sure as I'm black, Every single person I know that has talked about Jordan, they say, you know what? If you were in the same room with Jordan, I can guarantee you were 20 to 25 feet away because he didn't interact. He didn't even deal with people, more specifically yeah. his own people. So, yeah. but hold, we, we got like shit. We got like five voicemails. I must have talked. To, I yeah. think people thought I was going to shoot on the Lakers people, for a second. People, people mad. People mad. Let's see yeah. what they say. Yeah. Here we go. What's up, Greg? How you doing, man? What's going? What's going on, T Strong? Okay, what's going on, my brother? Uh, let's 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 keep playing. Oh, and I forgot to you know shout out the person who had left that before. That was I like bread who had left that voicemail prior. So you know, let me go ahead and just keep playing these. Okay, play with me. Do not fucking play with me. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm stereo royalty. Better check my followers out. Don't don't play with me. <laughs> That's I like bread again. We're gonna we're gonna we might as well just play these and then we'll go back into football. So here we go. LeBron not the best. In the NBA right now, I would say KD. No, yeah. KD is the best in the no, NBA no, right no, now. No, no, definitely. No, oh, no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. All right. No. Do you do you want to do you want to touch on this? I'm gonna let you have the moment. Go ahead. You got the floor is yours. I've never seen any other player on a higher level leave their franchise team to play with elite players to get that ring. And I'm going to just leave mm-hmm. it at that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to leave it like that too. You don't, you, you don't, you don't join, you don't join your opponent to win the chip. You, you, you mm-hmm. make your own. Same thing with, that's the same thing like LeBron did. That's the same thing that Paul Pierce did in those 08 Celtics. Mm-hmm. He said, Ray Allen, he said, Ray Allen, you better come over here. KG, you better come over here. We got some, we got some work to do. And they, 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 they grabbed every single veteran. As well as young, that young Rajon Rondo and Kendrick Perkins. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just leave it at that. Yeah. KD got some. Yeah, KD I, got some work to do. Uh, until this, this is my personal opinion, and you can feel how you feel about it. Um, uh, how can I say this without being disrespectful? Okay, here we go. Um, 
two players who can't get it done on their own shouldn't team up to not get shit done. Exactly. And when I say this, I'm I'm talking about Kevin Durant and I'm talking about Kyrie Irving. Now, yep. say, you know, I ever become famous and I have to see these people face to face. These are conversations that I would have to have with them because I think a lot of people, they see celebrities and they see like athletes and they get starstruck. They're like, oh, my oh, God, totally. that's like, yeah. But my, my issue with Kyrie is you, you you promised a lot of shit to a lot of teams. Yeah. And yeah. You, you you don't perform. But the thing is, he, he's still heartbroken over LeBron giving him a ring. <laughs> like everyone's right. like, but what about the shot? What about the shot? Yes, there was the shot. However, the ring that's on your finger didn't come from that one shot, my friend. More importantly, right. the, the team was yours at the start and at the end. I remember that, you know, that proclamation he made to the Boston Celtics, my father, you know, he played here and, you know, I want to retire here, blah, 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 blah. I also remember him thinking that the earth was fucking flat. I remember that. <laughs> shit too. Yes. Yes, I do. When it comes to Kyrie Irving, I already have, I don't want to say a vendetta. I just have like an urge to just tap him on the shoulder and say, you know, you're actually better than you are. Like you're a better player than you are, but then he just gets in his own head. So for him to join yeah. up with Durant, I'm like, okay, I get it. You're boys. But let me just tell you what happens when you join up with your boy and you play with them. You end up like the Houston Rockets. Yeah, y'all friends. Yep. Y'all yep. fuck with each other. But it's not going to get you nowhere. Y'all just play nowhere. with each other for the year. Just like going yes. and playing pickup ball with all your boys. And you know, you know what? Like, yeah, that's my homeboy. I'm going to pick him because we rolled in here together. But then y'all get right. blown out by the 62, you know, the 60 year olds, because not only do they play in sync with each other, they know that they need a gunner. They know they need somebody who's going to pass the ball. Like exactly. Durant, and Ky- Durant and Kyrie is going to be one of those things of who's going to take the last shot. And more importantly, who's going to miss the last shot? Because Durant, he might not miss it, but God forbid if he does. Everybody's going to blame them. Brooklyn right. is not the place that you want to lose to. Like no, you, don't. you don't want to lose. You don't want to lose in Brooklyn, but especially you don't want to be Brooklyn with fucking Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving playing against Kyrie's ex teammate who got him a ring. It's not going right. to be pretty. Right. So, but then again, they got to get past Giannis first. They got to get past Miami first. They got to get past Boston if they can figure out how to get fucking Kimba to actually shoot the ball instead of smiling. But you know what? Right. Whenever the NBA comes back, we're, we're, we're going to get to that. But we got three more voicemails. So we're going to keep playing those and then we get back to the football. This ain't about being a human. Ain't about motherfucking being a philanthropist. This is about putting the ball in a motherfucking hoop. <laughs> God, fuck a human. Nigga, I ain't pay these fucking ticket prices to see you give my money to the homeless. <laughs> He's funny. That's my man. That is my He's man. Funny. I like Brad. You and my man, dog. Hold on. Here we go. I'm just like, if you needed a steal, would you put LeBron on the guard or would you put Michael Jordan? If you needed a last second basket, would you give LeBron the ball or would you give Michael Jordan the ball with the killer instinct? If you needed a turnaround momentous play would you look at Jordan would you look at LeBron but I want y'all all to also reconsider why y'all dropping Kobe from this fucking conversation y'all tripping tripping okay okay that, so, that, so, so, here's, so here's the thing so he had he asked three questions and I have three different answers for all those questions Go if forward. I needed if I needed a steal I'm taking LeBron Mm-hmm. 100%. LeBron, in my honest opinion, is a better mm-hmm. defender than Michael Jordan. 
No, mm-hmm. no doubt. If I need a shot, 100%, I'm going with Jordan. Mm-hmm. If I need a turnaround play, it can literally be either way. Exactly. It, it, literally, it literally can be either way because, again, when it comes to defense, LeBron has it. When it comes to big-time clutch moments, when it comes to the clutch shots, it's been Michael Jordan. But when it comes to those big-time moments, big-time players making big-time plays, Jordan and LeBron have practically done all of them. Yeah. And yes, I would. Yes, we definitely need to include Kobe into these conversations, one hundred percent. But again, most of Kobe's play is like MJ's, but it does have the Mamba sauce on it. Yeah. It is it, done. Is is done in a Kobe way that Michael Jordan cannot do. I'm talking yeah. about pure. Cold-blooded assassin, ice in, ice in the veins, rip out your heart, dagger shots. Kobe, Kobe. Honestly, I would actually take away Michael Jordan from the big time shot. I would rather be mm-hmm. Kobe making that big time shot. I take my, yeah. I take MJ away from that. Kobe would make a bigger shot. Yeah. Uh, also, I think people fail to realize like a lot of the shit that Jordan threw up was luck. A, a lot of that shit fell. Oh yeah, because. Of right place, right time. Like yes. the, the Utah shot, it was like, yo, if you look, if you look at the angle that they consistently show that, where it's like, yo, no. like that shot, not only was it supposed to go, it wasn't supposed to go in, it just did. Sometimes the luck is just in your favor. So when it comes to like the shot, even though like I would want Jordan to take the shot, I appreciate the fact that LeBron is like, you know what? I am the highlight here because even if somebody else, kick, like, for example, in the finals this year, if when he kicks out that shot, if he, you know, I forgot who he passed it to, the uh, homeboy that ended up getting all the death threats, right? So say he kicks Dan, it out. Danny Green. He, Danny Green. Yeah, Danny, say if Danny Green makes that shot, not only is Danny Green's legacy cemented, Every time we talk about Danny Green, we still going to talk about LeBron James because it's going to yeah. be Le- LeBron, the superstar. Instead right. of taking the moment and making it his, he made it somebody else's. And right. even in just talks with that, you you admire it even more because it's like, yeah, I get it. Like, do, do you want that, though? Like, do you want to always be the guy that, yeah, you're the superstar. You should be taking a shot. Some teams think like that, but sometimes – you're also triple team like LeBron was. Uh oh, we got five voicemails. People, Jesus people mad. Christ. People mad. Here, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We're gonna play them all back, back to back to back to back. Let's go. LeBron did it to play with the Heat, and then came back to the Cavaliers with Kevin Love and Kyrie, and then did it again with the Lakers. Sat out a year so that he can get AD, Dwight, and um. Danny Green, stop playing with me, bro. <laughs> but all of those, but all of those teams were trash. That's the problem. Those teams mm-hmm. were trash before he got there. Mm-hmm. That's my that, that's my that's my thing. Let's play the rest of these messages. Yeah. Here we go. Did you just did Did you say he's a defender? Le, LeBron, yes. yes, he does play defense, but he also is known to give up on a play early in order to get the ball out, pat, get the ball out quick in order to get a play back the other way. Come on now. Okay. That, that's LeBron's that's game, period. Yeah. And that's the thing. Everybody's game is different. But the issue is, what's going to get you the win? Like, sometimes right. you actually have to dial back in order to get the plays you get. You don't get the block from LeBron without him dialing back. 
That's right. the shot that's made on the other end. Sometimes you have to dial back because if you don't, that's the game for y'all. But here we go. We got exactly. four more voicemails. Greg, no one asked for your opinion. We were just interested in the other dude. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is Daddy McGee. I, Shout out to you. <laughs> that is wild. That is wild. I hope he leaves another voicemail. We're going to play him. We're going to play him. But here we go. Stop decorating LeBron. He didn't do shit. Oh, there are a lot of fucking LeBron haters right now. I don't Jesus get. Christ. I don't get. I don't get this hate. I don't get it. I really don't. I'm, I'm trying to figure out. What, like, mind you, we're not the number one LeBron fans. It seems like not at all. We are. We're just saying LeBron actually did something decent, and they're yeah. like, "No, nah, fuck LeBron." Like, damn. Like, I, I'm assuming like LeBron's son didn't pass them the blunt. That's probably what that is. I'd be <laughs> mad about that. But here we go. We got two more. Yeah, because Danny Green wouldn't hit fucking water if he fell out of a boat. He's fucking dog shit. <laughs> okay. No, no, I'm, using, I'm using that saying from now on. I'm using that <laughs> yeah. saying from now on. Hey, that was perfect. Hey. Shout out to you. Shout out to uh, Bend Over 8. Daddy McGee, right now he has the comment of the day with that. that shut up, great. I'm, 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 uh, I'm going to shut up. I'm going to shut up. That was top tier right there. Danny, you oh, are the guest. That, that, that was top tier right there. Uh, who oh, else we got? Um, we got I Like Brett. Oh, shit. He got another one. Here we go. Admire. <laughs> Did I not say I was a Lakers fan? Come on, bro. Come on, bro. This boy said admire. Because he passed the fucking ball. And if I have you, you're a superstar on my motherfucking team. <laughs> you taking the shot. <laughs> okay. F- fair enough. Fair enough. You take the shot. But h- here's the issue, though. Because we didn't talk about it. We, we got to talk about Kobe. There's differences between LeBron, Jordan, and Kobe. Kobe's a dog. We know for 100%. That's why I don't. We, that's why I don't speak on LeBron too much. I admire the shit that he does. I respect what he does, more importantly. Yeah. However, when it comes to like that last shot, I respect the fact that you know for a fact LeBron, you don't want to take that shot. And more importantly, you ain't built for that shot. Kobe is yeah. built for that shot. Jordan yeah, is built for that shot. 100%. Like, right now, th- Honestly, when it, comes to, when it comes to all three of them, I'm going to have mm-hmm. to give Kobe the edge when it comes to being the ultimate competitor. Like pure, like mm-hmm. like he, like Kobe Kobe wants to beat you down and make yeah. and make sure that you 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 know you ain't shit. Yeah, and th- I think that's why we get more comparisons to like LeBron and Jordan than Kobe and Jordan because we both know that Jordan and Kobe are dogs. Like there there are situations where you can put Kobe in and you can put Jordan in, in a, interchangeable. LeBron right. it's a little bit different, but he he plays his game to a different skill to a different position. Like this motherfucker exactly. plays every position. Kobe plays yeah. two positions. Jordan plays two positions. When you got somebody who can literally get on the floor and four people out of the five are like, well, we got to guard LeBron. Like, it is what it is. Um, right. People going to feel how they feel. Shit, and we got four voicemails again. We ain't going to never talk. We, we ain't going to never nope. get back to football, nope. but here we go. I'll give LeBron his flowers. He is a phenomenal player. There will probably be no other player like him in the world. The amount of weight he carries carries around, the amount of speed he has, the amount of fucking IQ he has for the game. But he misses certain little things that make him elite elite, which is like a fucking instinct. And that is just one thing that really you need to be to be considered the very best of all time or, yeah. you know, at least the very best in the league. Yeah. And that, that right there, I like, Brad, like, I agree. A lot of people 
have to stop doing the comparison shit. When it comes to me, when I talk about LeBron and Jordan, I say LeBron did this, but Jordan did that. And I never try to intertwine the two because notice, like, even when we talk about Kobe, when we talk about Kobe's accolades, we don't put LeBron in that because there's certain levels that no matter how many rings LeBron ends up with, how many records he ends up with, there's Kobe. And you hear that name and you're just like, yeah. I just yes. get tired of I, I get tired of hearing the LeBron and Jordan comparisons because it's like LeBron did what he did. And, you know, I appreciate that. However, when it comes to Jordan, I'm like, yo, there are moments that I can never get back from Jordan. I'm like, and I don't yeah. expect them out of LeBron. The issue is people who hate LeBron, they expect him to do what Jordan did. And we're never going to get that. And no, once people accept it. When people accept that, they'll be a whole lot better off. Like LeBron yeah. is special in his own right. But I'm telling like if I had to pick. If everybody's asking me, which I'm sure they're not, you know, especially our boy, uh, I forgot what his name is, but like Jordan is my pick. The reason why he's my pick is because I want him to take that last shot. However, I respect LeBron for admitting to himself and to others that are watching people who can see the sports announcement and all that. Hey, I ain't built to take that shot. More importantly, I want to give it to somebody else because think about it. Imagine if LeBron took that last shot instead of Danny Green. If he took that shot. No, he's never living that shit down. Honestly, never, his, kids yeah. smoke, his kids smoke weed and he's still getting shit about that. And that was three, right. four weeks ago. So yeah. just that, like for me, I just wish people would stop the comparisons because honestly, there's Jordan to me. Then there's Kobe to me. And then there's LeBron. If I had to do a tier system, I have to do it like that. Not because Kobe's passed away. Rest in peace to him. Not because right. Jordan is like the, the greatest of all time, because to me, it's the greatest of your time at that moment. That's yeah. the greatest of your time. Just like people right. thought Will Chamberlain was the greatest of all time. Magic was the right. greatest of all time. Burr was yeah. the greatest. And th- there's always somebody that's better for their generation. LeBron is right. better every, for his every, generation. Every, every, every generation that, that continues to move forward, there's going to be somebody that's going to transcend the game in a different way that you haven't seen it done before. Exactly. And that's literally, and, and that's literally, and that's literally what all three of those players have done. MJ, exactly. MJ, MJ took the game of basketball to a global Stand, period. Hey, yeah, as exactly. number one, Kobe continued that legacy and was and was ready to, and was ready to make it even more bigger based upon what he was doing in China and other places. And now mm-hmm. LeBron, I would say now, you know, pending whatever he you know really wants to hang it up, I mm-hmm. honestly feel he will take over the way of making it a bigger game like Kobe was going to do. In my honest exactly. opinion. Bingo. So we, we got four voicemails, including our boy, the, the resident asshole here. What, what's his name? That's his new name, uh, Daddy McGee. <laughs> he is the resident asshole for the sports show. Um, but I think we got uh, Cletus Slat, who's also did a voicemail also. Here we go. Bro, LeBron the GOAT. People say that he wouldn't be good in, like, Jordan's day, but he's even bigger than Jordan, like, size-wise. Mm-hmm. And if he wanted to play, like, if he played in a more aggressive, like, type play when Jordan played, he'd fucking dominate, bro. Mm-hmm. He's better than Jordan. Okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't say I wouldn't say necessarily he would dominate the way that he is. But granted, I would say LeBron's built would be almost if I can compare his size and ability, I would say he would almost be pretty close, but if not a little bit more bigger that than uh Scotty Pippen. Yeah. LeBron, LeBron's build now, back say in the '90s and the '80s, he would be playing one position. The thing yeah. is now, the 
the NBA is so Euro where you can just literally step into a position. But the thing is, anybody, not yeah. everybody can. Yeah, not everybody can do it. We know for yeah, the position, the positions nowadays. Yeah, and even even Jalen Rose said this. I, I want to say a few years ago, the positions nowadays aren't even what they used to be. It's, the game mm-hmm. isn't played the exact same way as it used to be at this point. Yeah, because they got because they got because they got point forwards who are who are coming up who are who, who instead of having you you know these really short point guards you now you got a whole you know now you got five players who are playing you know six foot and up now so now it's now mm-hmm. the, now the game's getting a little bit bigger exactly but here we, we we got three more voicemails Jesus Christ here we go Greg I'll one v one your ass on the court ten dollar cash out <laughs> on guy you ask for now here's the thing Daddy McGee. I, I think a lot of people feel like they're good on the court. He, Daniel McGee sounds like that guy who he shows up to the court with the arm pads, the, yep. the knee pads, the, overdressed. the high socks. He, he looked like Keith yeah. Van Horn on the court. He like, overdressed. Like, what, the fuck, what, what the fuck are you here for? Like, you're not getting picked. Um, when 33 comes up or 21 comes up, shit, even when horse comes up, they're like, do I really want to play with that man? Like, right. he, he's, over, he's over there on the twin courts. He's not playing on main court. He's sitting there like, I got next. But Four other people showed up after him, and they played before him. It's okay. Right. It's okay, Daddy. He played. He played. He played. He played. He played on the side hoop. Exactly. But we we gonna give him his shine while he's here because Daddy, McGee, I have to follow him because I feel like he's pretty funny. Like I, I'm really, I'm thoroughly entertained by him, even though I know for a fact every single person I've ever come across who said that they would beat me on the court never happens. Right. Never happens. But here we go. We got two more voicemails. You might as well go suck Kobe's dick. Oh wait. That nigga dead. Ooh. Wow, that that was pretty damn rough. You know, if he can sleep rough. at night, that's if he can sleep at night somehow, that's on him. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I can't really say anything about that. Like, you you got to live with that, my friend. Like, right? Obviously, they're they're all the trolls of the world, which is fine. But the thing is, like, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. One more voice now. Hey, y'all spend mad facts on here. Like, why does everybody got to compare someone to the previous? Person will just appreciate LeBron, Kobe, whomever for who they are and what they do in the game. Right. Yeah. I like, feel shout I, out to Nate Yeah, I, I feel I feel like it, it, it's it's just the passing of the torch, in my honest opinion. Because at this point in time, I mean, right now, you know, granted, LeBron is on the uh, on the uh, not saying like the downs. He, he he's winding down in his career, to be mm-hmm. quite honest. I mean, he's he's on that downturn, and so. At this point in time, we're looking as to see who is the who's the next person that will take over for LeBron. Will it be mm-hmm. KD? Will it be Kawhi? Will it be Giannis? We don't know because now, honestly, in this in this day and age, right now, we have a whole bunch of people who are balling, and we can't even choose because again, once Kobe hung up, hung it up, we knew it was mm-hmm. LeBron. It was it was unanimous. Exactly. Who else was supposed to Who else was supposed to take over for Kobe? You know. Yeah. And so, but whereas now we're looking at if LeBron was to step down, who going to be the next person to step up? Exactly. You got and too many picks now. Yeah. And, and you know, for a fact, regardless of how it works, it's going to be a situation where this generation of people, when it comes to who's better than, you know, who's better than LeBron, nobody's better than LeBron. They'll say Seth Curry isn't the best. Like I've heard arguments about like Seth Curry is, you know, the better of the two in his generation and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, if, if that's true, that's great. However, yeah. when it comes to LeBron, let, let him be who he is, but you're going to appreciate him when he's gone. There are a lot of people yeah. who hate it. They hated Kobe. I mean, fucking Shaq 
hated Kobe at one yeah. point. He he yeah. made a song called Kobe, How My Ass Tastes. We remember, remember this that. vividly. He, but, you, right. but you know what? He, he couldn't deny that Kobe was the man that he was. He was the person who played like he was. And we get like he died a tragic accident and things like that. But at the end of the day, it didn't take his death for people to know his legacy. Same way with Jordan. Same way with LeBron. Like, we're not waiting to give them their flowers. There are a lot of people like, you know, the haters who came in with the voicemails and stuff like that, that they'll say what they say. But I guarantee you, once they're gone and the next person is up to bat and it's like, OK, that's the next person up, you know, almost. Exactly. Um, oh, my, oh, my God. Like, you know, there'll never be LeBron. I'm like, wait, like you keep moving the goalposts. If that's who you're going to be as men. Like y'all shouldn't be watching sports. Y'all need to be watching cheerleading because right. that, that's pretty right. much what I it mean. Is. You gonna keep? I mean, at this point, you just gonna keep on making it higher and higher and higher, and it's just like who, who can reach this at this point? Yeah, and the thing is, you, not only are you never going to reach it, some things are just unattainable. You can't yeah. be better than Jordan. You can't yeah. be better than LeBron. You can't. It's okay to not be better than them, but also just stop trying to compare them because they're different in each other's light, if you want to call it that. But we got yeah. another voicemail. Is this a five o'clock free crack giveaway? <laughs> so that that was Tyrone Bigham. So shout out to you, Tyrone Biggums. Like what we try to do here what we try to do here is we try to be inclusive. So anybody who comes in and leaves a voicemail, we will play your shit. We'll make sure that we try to give some type of comment. But we, right. we kind of veered off. We kind of veered off and we're supposed to get back. So what we want to get yes. back to is we want to get back to football. So we talked about the Steelers and the Titans. We need to talk about the Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys. So the two and four yeah. Cowboys are playing the one and five um Washington football team. Whatever now, you say I'm going with. I, I, honestly, at this point, I would like to see the Washington Redskins do something to the Cowboys because at this point, it's just like the, the Cowboys are now the revolving door when it comes to the National Football League at this point because now mm-hmm. with the Cardinals doing what they did to them, I, honestly, I, I really want to see what Washington can do now. I think it will be an evenly matched uh, game. And I, to be quite honest, I just want to see Washington do something for once, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't see the I Cowboys agree. turning anything around with Andy Dalton as as quarterback. I don't like Andy Dalton as a quarterback. Absolutely not. Like Andy Dalton is an absolute terrible quarterback, man. He, yeah. he's he's not he's not Brock Osweiler. Like that dude is. Terrible. Oh no, I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, but he, he he's pretty damn bad. I, I'm gonna just go with your pick. So let's just move on to the next game. Five and zero Seahawks are playing the four and two Cardinals. Four. This is actually gonna be this is this is actually gonna be another interesting one. I would put almost on par with. The Steelers and the Titans almost, only because, again, mm-hmm. you have two very exciting teams. Um, I will give the edge to the Seahawks, even though uh, the Cardinals have had a great uh, – they had a great game against the, uh, against the Dallas uh, Cowboys. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is a close game. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Again, agree. Um, when it comes to it, I told you how I feel about like the Seahawks. I also told you about the Cardinals. Um, I just don't see the Cardinals defense stopping the Seahawks after a bye week. They, yeah. They're rested. Um, yeah. they, they have everybody. And more importantly, Chris Carson is healthy. You know, he's healthy. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully Chris Carson shows up. He gives us the two touchdowns for like 50 yards right. like that. Because, you, you know, he, he's good for, you know, goal line, you know, type of plays. But outside of that yardage, you ain't going to get too much. Um, yeah. When I will say that 
I, w- I will say one thing that the that is hurting the Cardinals is now they're missing uh, Chandler Jones, who has led the league in sacks since 2015. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. a big, huge hit to the Cardinal defense. Because even seeing him in a Patriot uniform, I miss those days. But again, Chandler Jones is, is a is a baller, and I feel like the Arizona Cardinals um, are missing a huge piece of their defense. Absolutely. So I guess well, are we both settling on the Seahawks for this game? Just you know. yeah, yeah. But okay. it will be close. So, okay, so we'll go with that. Um, obviously, the Ravens have a bye. Who else has a bye this week? So we have the Colts, the Dolphins, and the Vikings. So basically, yeah. those are those teams. However, we have um, the Patriots and the Forty ers The three and three Niners are playing the two and three Patriots. Um, yeah. This is this is the game of does the quarterback deserve to be the quarterback this week? Um, oh yeah. Because we we have Cam Newton for the Patriots, and we have Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo playing for the 49ers. Um, let, let's start with the Niners. So first and foremost, um, as a resident 49ers fan, because you know family relations and shit like that, right? Um, I, I feel as though the team is only as good as their healthy tight end. If yes. Kittle is healthy, the Niners have a chance. Um, the wide receivers. I want to believe in Debo Samuel. I want to believe in uh, Ayuk. But the issue is I've believed in Niners receivers before. Uh, what was that guy's name? Um, I forgot what his name was from last season. But he, he was so fucking bad. Like, people were picking him, like, sixth, seventh round in, like, their fantasy drafts. And he did nothing all all year. And when it comes to, the like, the Niners, the defense is already bad enough. So the offense has to overcompromise for them. So – if Kittle isn't doing anything, it's not going to help them anymore. But in saying that, who the fuck does Cam Newton pass to for the Patriots? That's what I was about to say, because at this point in time, aside from having that game against the Seahawks, I don't think I don't think the New England Patriots had had a player who has had more than 100 yards receiving in a game except for that mm-hmm. one game. Because again, look at the just just looking at the because uh, I'm on ESPN right now, mm-hmm. honestly, you have Cam Newton not only leading uh, when it comes to passing yards, you have him leading in your rushing yards. And you have Sonny, Sonny Michelle, Rex mm-hmm. Burkhead, Damian Harris, who I don't understand why he hasn't played more games because he's from Alabama and he's a mm-hmm. running back, so you might as well just play him. Um, exactly. You have, you have uh, James White, who was your Super Bowl savior in Super Bowl 51. And so at this point in time, honestly, this the Patriots aren't going to do anything. And this might be the first season where, in my honest opinion, the Patriots will miss the, the Patriots are going to miss the postseason. Because again, yeah. who is who, he, he's not going to throw to Ryan Izzo at the tight end position. He, Cam ain't, Cam is Cam unfortunately isn't throwing the ball really effectively. Uh, as of recently, I mean, if you look at the stats, he has two passing touchdowns and four interceptions. He has mm-hmm. five rushing touchdowns, which is great. But again, at this point in time, this isn't looking good at all. And for 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 the New England Patriots, um, it, like you said, if if George Kittle is healthy, mm-hmm. honestly, the Patriots might lose this game, and I think they will. Yeah, because Julian, I, because 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 Cam and Cam and Julian Edelman. Aren't really haven't been really clicking the last few games, or even Julian Edelman. Hey, he hasn't really, really really been balling out either. I mean, aside from the eight the eight the uh, Seattle game, 
He went. He had two receptions for twenty three uh, for twenty three yards against the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. In the loss against the Chiefs, he had three receptions for thirty five yards. And then against mm-hmm. the Denver Broncos, he had two receptions for eight yards. And he has yet to score a touchdown this season. Exactly. This is probably the longest I've ever seen Julian Edelman not score a touchdown in in, in the last uh, five six years of him playing in New England. Yeah, but that that also is because you have a quarterback who wants to do it all, but all he has to do is his job. Give yeah. it to the people who are your compliment players. Like, we yeah. get it. Ju- Julian Edelman right now should not be a wide receiver one. He is essentially yeah. like a wide receiver two at best. The issue right. is, who the fuck else on the Patriots can they have? Think about that, that right po- now. And, and, and it's, suppo- it's supposed to be going to kill Harry, but again, and, and, and the kill Harry says something funny about how he, what he didn't want to describe the same uh, the leadership of, of Cam Newton to uh, Tom Brady. And people thought that Tom Brady was the problem, where at this point it's probably, probably just Nikhil Harry. Because Nikhil yeah. Harry, he had zero, he, he had zero receptions in that game against Denver. He had three for 21 uh, in Kansas City. He hasn't had a great game except for the loss in, in Seattle. And so again, since the Seattle game, the Patriots haven't really done anything great. Yeah, but he, like just just to like harp on the kill Harry, I think his issue is he came in just instantly knowing he was going to be a wide receiver one. He just thought like the hype is built up for me because of the draft. I'm coming from Arizona State. I am who I am, and they picked me with their pick. So obviously, I'm coming in there to do something. That's like you realize you got picked the same year that they picked up Antonio Brown. And yeah. granted, that that didn't work out. But the Patriots were hurting; they were hemorrhaging players. We had fucking Rob Gronkowski not being able to catch shit. Um, yeah, we, they had fucking Nikhil Harry, who you know every pass that he had last year, it was almost like it hit his hand and then it dropped from his hand. Yeah, so you had that. Yep. Um, and then to just add the ice on the cake, the Patriots have a chronic issue of just not having a number one running back. And totally. right now. To have Cam Newton be your running back one, your QB one, and your wide receiver one. Because honestly, if Cam could just throw the ball up in the air, run, and go catch it, he would. He honestly would, yeah. And honestly, since 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 that, that, since that terrible play call, in my honest opinion, by Josh McDaniel, where it was mm-hmm. fourth down, and they were like, yeah, let's run it with Cam. Even, even me from Chicago, I saw that coming. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody saw. Yeah, Cam Newton's gonna run the ball in, and they gonna stop him. Everybody saw that happening. But you could have you you could you could have had had him in at least in shotgun form, at least have two receivers on the outside. You know, at least some type of blocking for him. But don't just stack the deck. Your offensive line really isn't that great. You don't have any other offensive linemen or tight ends that can really block for you. So why would exactly. you even try that? Because. Belichick, Belichick, and more importantly, like Cam, I, I feel like Cam gets in the huddle and he's just like, you know what? This is what we're supposed to do, but there's a variant we can do. I can just run the ball. And then when he does that shit, it's like, it looks sweet if it actually creates some offense, but if it doesn't, it's like, why the fuck did he even think about doing that? that some right. shit just doesn't even out. So hopefully this game goes in the favor of the Patriots, but at the same time, I just rather the Patriots just be mediocre this year. Like, I don't want them to tank completely. I just want them to know, like, the critics were right. Brady is going to prosper without Belichick. 
Belichick yeah. is still a great quarterback. He will still be considered a Hall of Fame quarterback. One of the, I'm not a uh, quarterback, one of the Hall of Fame coaches of all time. The issue with Belichick is this entire time he thought he could just bring in scraps and make them a plate. Like, yeah. you, you, can't, you, you can't go and just take shit out of the garbage and just all of a sudden think you're making a five-course meal. Like, even yeah. with Antonio Brown, you, you brought Antonio Brown in thinking, I can change him. He's not Randy Moss. We know right. this. Like, two yeah. other teams basically told you, you know, you can't make, you know, shit taste like sugar. And even though Antonio Brown's still a wide receiver one to us personally, I just feel like when it comes to Bill Belichick, he just has this chronic thing of, I can change it. I can make things better. Right. Yeah. This he tried that. He, he's always, he's, 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 he's always tried that. He, I mean, he, he tried it with, he tried it with uh, Josh Gordon. He tried it with mm-hmm. Antonio Brown. He tries to give all these people second chances. I mean, granted, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. But again, since that Antonio Brown game, the Patriots have never gone downhill. Mm-hmm. Cause think about, cause think about it. The Patriots practically had Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, Philip Dorsett, that 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 whole wide receiver core, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ! Like who, Tom Tom Brady literally just threw the ball up in, in whichever direction he wanted to, and the pass was going to get caught. Yeah, because it, it wasn't just the talent that they had; it was just more so. It's like it was the complete package, and they just didn't use it right. So I guess, yeah. I guess all in all, I'm going to say my pick is going to be the 49ers to win that game. I agree, 49ers. If for, if the 49ers, I, I would say honestly, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I think they're. I think the 49ers are going back to New England, so it'll be a nice mm-hmm. homecoming game for Mr. Jimmy Garoppolo. Absolutely. Oh boy, that, that's actually, I never. I didn't even think about that game script about the fact that Jimmy's yep. coming back, and this is his first time coming back since he got traded, right? Yes, so, it is. I believe it actually oh, is. Oh boy! But that's I know funny. the. Um, I know the Patriots. I believe went to the 49ers, but I don't think mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo was playing. I think that was, I, I can't remember which, I can't remember which uh, season that was, but yeah. No, that, that was a torn ACL season and that was yes. supposed to be a big game. And they ended up doing the, um, what do you call that shit? Where they swapped the time, they swapped the times of the game. So it was supposed yep. to be a four they o'clock flexed, game and they swapped yeah. that to them. Yeah. So we got a voice, I'm going to play this and then we're going to talk about the final game for yep. week seven. We need the Seahawks to lose. In the Niners division. <laughs> okay. Well, well, that's the thing. If the, if the Seahawks lose in the Niners division, as a Niners native, uh, let, let's see. If they lose right now, they still be in first place, though, right? Because yeah. Niners right now, four, they're what? If they win on Sunday, they would be four and three. The Cardinals would technically be what? Four and three. Um, I that division is kind of like, it, it's good. The reason why it's good is, I mean, look at the, it's the best division right now. Everybody, but, everybody in that, like I said, everybody in that division is is over five hundred. The the Forty ers are three and three. They're technically at the bottom, but if they went if they went to another if, if they were to move a different division, they could practically go into the playoffs. Yeah, but but here's the thing: even if you think about it, like right now, if the playoffs started today, do you realize that three of the four fucking NFC West teams would end up in the playoffs? Because right now, Seattle's five and zero, so they would get the wild card, right? Uh, not the wild card. They would end up having the uh, what's the name? They would have the one week off. Then you end up having the wild card teams be Green Bay, Arizona, and the Rams. And then actually, because you have New Orleans, right? Because you have to have those four teams. That's right. Because it would be yeah. Because it because number one number one would be uh, 
Seattle. Number two would be the Bears. Number three mm-hmm. would be the Bucks. Number four would be technically, technically the Cowboys. Yeah, mm-hmm. Cowboys. Um, five would be Green Bay. Yeah, five, five, five would be Green Bay, correct. And then six would technically be Cardinals. Yeah, mm-hmm. six would be Cardinals. Yeah. That is sad to think about. Like, the fucking NFC East is so bad that but they always are. They do this. They 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 do they they do this revolving door act every single year. One mm-hmm. year the Eagles are dominating. The next year the 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 Giants are doing it. The next year the Cowboys are doing it. And then sometimes maybe once in a blue freaking moon, whenever they want to actually show up and play, the, mm-hmm. the Washington football team wants to do it. Mm-hmm. So again, it's never it's never a constant domination like it would be for let's say the the AFC East of the Patriots of old for the last 20 years. It's, it's never exactly. been that dominant force. And then everybody else is fighting for two and three. Exactly. And what, what makes this even worse though, bro, is the fact that San Francisco at three and three, if they win, they end up sliding up over Carolina. If Carolina loses and they would end up taking new Orleans spot. So you would end up having all four of the NFC West teams in the fucking playoffs. That's yeah. crazy. That yeah. is absolutely wild. O- only in America. But let- let's get to our final game so we can get up out of here. So basically, the-, the game that you and I have wanted to talk about for the past two hours. Uh, shout yeah. out to Q. You know, I know, you know, he, you know, he's kind of delayed. But we have the LA Rams playing the Chicago Bears in Sophie Stadium on yeah. Monday night at 8.15 p.m. And yeah. right now, the fucking Rams are the favorites. How? I don't know. You want me to tell you how? Please, please, please do. Don't say Nick Foles. Please, don't, don't say Nick Foles. Wait, who, who's the favorite again? The favorites right now, the Rams. The Rams are the favorite. That, that's it. It's the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff, in my honest opinion, is a better quarterback. And no disrespect to Nick Foles. He, he beat mm-hmm. the Patriots. He put up 40-something points against the Patriots mm-hmm. defense. But as of right now, Looking at both defenses, I would say the Bears have the edge when it comes to that. But again, the defense isn't always on the field. I, I, I feel that the Rams offense can move the ball against the Bears defense. Um, whereas I don't see the Bears offense really moving against the Rams defense. Aaron Donald is going to get in the face of Nick Foles. Uh, and, and so again, because again, when it comes to uh, j- just seeing what the Rams can do on offense, is going to mm-hmm. be something to definitely watch. But again, like I'm saying, honestly, I'm I'm more uh, again. I can see the Rams' offense moving the ball against that Bears' defense versus the Bears' offense moving against that Rams' defense. Mm-mm-mm. I have to agree, man. I absolutely have to agree. I, I just, I want to like Chicago. I want them to win. And the reason why I want them to win is because I don't like Jared Goff. I, I feel like he's one, he's one of those quarterbacks where it's like everything is built. For, he's like, um, oh my God, like he's like Kirk Cousins to me. Like Kirk Cousins yeah. is one of those quarterbacks where they gave you everything and all you have to do is do the bare minimum to win. 
The team is going to win for you. The defense is going to win for you. Just don't fuck up when you have the ball, and it's fine. Right, right. And Jared Goff, he he knows this now. Basically, I guess like McVay told him, you know what? Just just chill. Like I don't care how many yards you throw for. Just have more touchdowns than interceptions. That's why you know he has six touchdowns to two interceptions right now, seventy-two point one completion rate. But at the same time, it's like. You have the receivers. You got the Cooper Cups of the world. Like you, you even have Daryl uh, Henderson, who before this season nobody was checking for Daryl Henderson at all. People yeah. were looking at him like, "Oh, you, you have fucking Tyler Higby. You have Robert Woods." I'm like, oh, everything is laid out for you. The only way you can lose the game is by your arm. The defense yeah. is there. And to be honest, this is the I would say the the second game where the bears are actually playing an opponent that is actually that actually that you can actually give a damn about. Because again, if you look at the first game, they played the, they, they played the Detroit lions. They came back and won that game. They played the miserable New York giants. They played the miserable Atlanta Falcons. They ended up losing their first game of the season and going three and one against the Indianapolis Colts led by Phillip rivers. And then that super duper close game where the Bucks practically beat themselves, mm. and then last week they played, uh, or this Sunday they they played this past Sunday they played the Panthers without Christian McCaffrey. So again, at this point, I feel as if the Bears are more so playing better because of circumstances versus mm-hmm. actually being a great football team. So yeah. and if even and even if somehow some way the Bears do squeak this win out, then the following week they have to play some. He- they have to play the Saints, and then the following week they have to play the Titans. So again, sooner or later we're going to see this Bears this Bears teams get exposed. Then yep. they got to play. Then then of course they got to play the Vikings because of division. Uh, Packers, you know they haven't yet played those played them yet, and so. They they have some games to actually go out and prove themselves, but at this point, this game could practically go either way in my honest opinion. Because again, the Rams did lose uh, against the Forty ers this past week, I believe, and so mm-hmm. that also again is a factor in my honest opinion. But again, if the Rams actually show up compared to what they did against the Forty ers I can see the Rams beating the Bears if they really wanted to. Exactly. On Monday Night Football. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I feel like that is, that is what it is. That is definitely going to be Week Seven. So yeah. obviously, we just have to wait to see exactly what the predictions are. Now, I don't. I don't know if you watch UFC at all. Do you, or are you completely I, against UFC? I, I, I've I've stepped in, stepped out. I've seen a little bit. I'm not really following at the moment right now, to be honest. Okay. Well. I, when I do my little UFC like overview, I gotta like do like a quick one tomorrow. Like I'll go over like the fights and stuff like that, and who's supposed to win versus who's supposed to lose. But this was basically just like the NFL episode. Usually we do the NFL when the NBA is here. We do the NBA, obviously. There's no NBA right, right now. Um, we we were trying to dive into like soccer, but you know, for me, the MLS is shit right now, and oh, all totally. the leagues yeah, right now are just like yeah. it, it, it's kind of really pissing me off at the fact that like sports. Even though we're getting sports and I'm appreciative of it, it's like it's just so bad that it's not even right. worth watching. Usually, I'm like 
the biggest fan in the world about the World Series. I can tell you the stats. I can go over it. We we can talk like at length about the World Series. This year, I, I, I've fallen out of love with it. It just got to the point where it's like nobody's watching it. More importantly, I can't follow the stats. And even when I try to follow the stats, it, it doesn't matter. Right. Nobody else is watching. Nobody can relate to it. Hockey, the same situation. But UFC, NFL, and NBA have been like my saving graces. Um, outside of yeah. that, we have like it's not really a sport because somebody will say, oh, well, wrestling is not a sport. But to somebody, it's still real. And uh, we have the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view this week. Um, I'm trying to think. Like Roman Reigns is fighting his cousin pretty much. So he's fighting one of the Usos. Yeah. Uh, I'm, try- I'm trying to think who else is on this card. Um, and do you watch WWE at all? I jump in and jump out with that as well. But I will say I'm more versed in that um, than I would say UFC. Okay, so let's do this quick before I guess before we get up out of here, we'll talk about at least Hell in a Cell. Um, yeah. I'm not really big into NXT anymore because I feel like you know NXT is just it's always somebody floating. So right. let's just talk about you know Hell in a Cell. So Hell in a Cell is going to take place in Orlando on October 25th, which is this Sunday, and yeah. the matches aren't really that great, uh, especially yeah. for a Hell in a Cell card. But here they are. So yeah. we'll go from the opener to I guess like the main event. So, basically, the opening match is supposed to be Jeff Hardy and Elias. Who do you think will win that fight? I would probably say Elias, only because again he hasn't really gotten any 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 airtime in my in my honest opinion. Um, mm. And I feel as if they might try to, you know, they, it, unfortunately with Jeff Hardy. I mean, again, when it comes to a lot of the veterans, they kind of like to, you know, you know, can can you. Can you do this one match where you kind of job out for once, you know? And so exactly. I feel like I feel like it, 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 it's going to be a decent match, but I feel like Elias might somehow, some way, pull it out. So I might actually go Elias with this, even though I love Jeff Hardy to death. Yeah, same here. Um, yeah. The reason why I say that is because, like Elias, like you said, like he had that. I, I want to say they had like a really big like write off of him about like a car injury, and right. now, now that he's back, they're trying to like write him back in, but it seems like it's almost too soon for him to come back. It's like you came back at the wrong time. Like, luckily, the draft didn't go the way that everybody thought it was going to be with WWE. Everybody's like, well, you know, the SmackDown draft was better than the Raw draft. I'm like, they just literally shuffled people from Raw to SmackDown. Like, I don't literally, see why people, yeah. like, like hype it up every single year. It's just like a rotating cycle. But ju- just in terms of that, I feel like Elias is going to win that match as well. Right. Um, let's well, move to the say, next one. I will, I, will say, I will say in previous years, when it comes to the draft, it is a little bit more exciting, but it's just, as mm-hmm. of this point, it's almost like, it's kind of overdone because I remember back in, especially with like the first one when they had like way back in 2002 and then maybe mm-hmm. even like 2004, 2005, like those early years, that those were some pretty, you know, like, oh my God, this is a huge deal. Because again, Cena going to Rob and Cena going to SmackDown, that, that mm-hmm. practically changed the course of what wrestling is right now. Yeah, absolutely agree. So let me see. Now we have, let me see, what other matches do we have? Kevin Owens versus Aleister Black. Now, I haven't followed this storyline too much. Um, I'm going to have to go with Kevin Owens. What I do know is Aleister Black, he turned heel. But as far as I've watched, Kevin Owens has been, like, pretty consistent when it comes to the main pay-per-views. All Like, the bullshit ones and the ones that are, like, you know, in, like, a third world country or something like that. Like, those usually jobs, too. But, like, Hell in the Cells, Manias, Rumbles, like, he's usually solid for those. And Aleister Black... I feel like him turning heel, him losing will kind of put him more over, if you want to call it that. So yeah. I'm going to give this one to Kevin Owens. 
Yeah, I would probably say the same thing because, again, even with Kevin Owens, I think, you know, I, I feel like the momentum for him has kind of sort of died down. And I think this is something that Kevin Owens was definitely need only to just, you know, for, I, I would say, like you said, even with, even though Alistair Black would, you know, eventually lose, it would technically put him over more. But I think even then with Kevin Owens at this point, if he was to win, it would also help him go over as well. So I feel like both would benefit if Kevin Owens won this one. Hmm. Yep. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. So let me see. Oh my God. We, we'll, we'll do these ones quick. Cause we, I think like, where are we at in terms of timing? So we're at two twenty six. So we'll, we'll just keep going. Um, let me see. So Dominic Mysterio, Seth Rollins and Murphy are in a triple threat match that nobody cares about. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I, I, I only here, here, here's my thing. I only care because here's the thing. Growing up, I, I mean, I, I, I'm 27 and I got into wrestling mm-hmm. around 2003, 2004-ish. So seeing Dominic grow up has been a, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's been an honest pleasure. And just to see him in the ring now doing some of the stuff he's doing, he, he, he's, he's not bad. He's not great, but he's honestly, I, I mean, it's, it, he's getting a front row seat to this is how you do it. And you're doing mm-hmm. it with safe. You're doing it with safe people like Seth Rollins and Murphy, who, if you were to step into the ring with them, hence why, you know, all Dominic has been doing right now is being, it's doing matches with Seth Rollins and, and, and Murphy at this point and his dad. But again, it's a safe spot for him to be at. And so, but mm-hmm. I, I would say again, like I like you said, this match I could care less about, but watching Dominic is, is a true pleasure. Yeah, absolutely agree. Like Dominic, like you said, like it's nice to watch him. And now that the fact that they've added his sister with Aaliyah, like it, it, it yeah. just feels good to know, like the entire family is on board with this. Right. I just hope right. Aaliyah goes into, you know, she goes down to NXT and builds up her skills so she can wrestle. And she's not just considered that like, that in-ring personality or like the valet for him like she she needs more yeah. you you know yeah. you may, maybe i i mean i don't know if she may be even interested in wrestling yet i mean i haven't mm-hmm. really seen anything or heard anything about her yet she 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 can talk i'll say that mm-hmm. she, she she got a mouthpiece and, it, and, and, yeah. and, I, and i and i like what she's been doing storyline wise and so if it may so be that she might just be a valet talker kind of person Mm-hmm. I'm not against it. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So let me see. What, who else do we have? We we got a couple more matches. Damn, there's a. It's not a lot of matches, but there are a lot of matches that have implications going into like you know the end of the year and then Royal right. Rumble in January. Right, right, so right. We have Bailey versus Sasha Banks in a championship Hell in a Cell match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now. We know for a fact that Bailey turned on Sasha, and yep. it was only a matter of time. I thought this was going to happen in WrestleMania, but they kind of extended it into the SummerSlam series and everything like yep. that. Now we're actually seeing the match that we wanted to see with them facing each other in the hell in a cell. I feel like this is going to be the match of the night. Let me know who do you think is going to win. To be quite honest, I would say aside from Charlotte, I will say Sasha Banks has been the second best women's wrestler since the Trish and Lita era, in my mm-hmm. honest opinion. And, and this, is, this is my honest opinion based upon her in-ring talent 
as well as mic talent, as well as marketability. I would like to see Sasha take the title, but I mm-hmm. think at this point in time, it's not it, it, it's not there yet. Like I think mm-hmm. there's still more that can be done. So I think Bailey will take the win with this, only because again, I would like to see Bailey go into the Royal Rumble and mm-hmm. seeing what they can do moving forward. Because again, I feel like Bailey has been underutilized and since this new inception, you know, heel ish version of her is mm-hmm. only kind of sort of the, the beginning in my honest opinion. I, I kind of yeah. want to see more of what she can do with a title reign. Now I have to ask you, knowing that this is the hell in a cell and SummerSlam has come and gone. Right. You know, that there, there are certain female wrestlers or personalities that will be coming back pretty right. soon right there have been rumors that ronda rousey would show up at hell in the cell and i hope her, she i hope she know. doesn't you say you hope she doesn't right yes <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> I, I i i i don't like ronda rousey <laughs> okay so 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 it, we are two in the same yeah i, I, I think my my oh go ahead she she so here's the thing she i i i like the ufc background i like that it's perfect it's almost like a female ken shamrock type of deal i exactly. like that i what, what i don't like is how she was thrusted so quickly when you have this quote unquote r- women's revolution and you have a whole locker room full of women that you have been training and bringing up and making strong and then all of a sudden now you got this outsider coming in it's uh, it's almost as if this would they have tried that with rob gronkowski coming from the nfl because he's able to tackle people exactly exactly my point you don't do that to you don't do that to your ingrown your your in-home grown talent you know it's, it's almost like the quarterback from a different school transfer schools to play with you even though the quarterback that you've been training since your mm-hmm. since his freshman year and now you're stopping them you're stopping the momentum and so i feel i felt as if they stopped the momentum on a lot of women who are in that locker room who deserve championship reigns in my honest opinion one of them being uh tamina snooker mm-hmm. who 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 she 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 has it she almost yeah. had it. Y'all, y'all almost put the belt on her, and then you stopped. That was her yeah. moment, and you and you didn't give it to her. And I don't get why. Well, the, the, their concept behind it was since she is of like you know I, I want to say it to be like derogatory, but she is of Dwayne Johnson cloth. Like she, she's a part of that family, so there's always going to be opportunities for her. But the issue is. She's, I don't want to say she's aging out of the WWE, but there are a lot of, like, her class of, like, I don't want to say diva wrestling, but, like, the women yeah. wrestlers who are kind yeah. of, they're not aged out, but it's like, we have to make room for the influx of NXT women who can no longer just be on NXT. The issue, though, is the women that are on NXT, now they know they don't want to go to main card. The reason why they don't yeah. want to go to main card is because they see they saw how 
Rhea Ripley was treated at WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, yeah. That that right there hurt the WWE so much because it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. You want you wanted your Ronda Rousey replacement. You got her and you completely buried her for Charlotte Flair because Charlotte right. Flair said she wanted to have the NXT championship to bring prestige to it. But the issue is she dropped it two months later. So it yep. didn't bring prestige. It's like now that that looks almost as bad. Like the women's division looks like how the intercontinental division looked when it came to the WWE. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But again, the, the issue is, is that you, and, and I, and I get what you were saying about how there's like an influx of the NXT women trying mm-hmm. to come in and, and, and do some things. But at this point in time, it's almost like the market right now for female wrestling is getting oversaturated and now you got a whole bunch of you, you. You probably got like a close to maybe thirty, maybe twenty five women wrestlers mm-hmm. trying to fight for TV time. You know, yeah. compared to the men. So at this point, e- either either you make an all women show where they can yep. drag out their storylines so that way they can have that opportunity, or you mix it up a little bit more. You know, again, because exactly. even with Tamina, like I get, like I, I get it. She, you know, she's on the older side. But even then, man, like the, the everything was set up perfectly for her. Mm-hmm. Like it was it's, set up perfectly. Y'all had the Usos come out. Like the, the 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 way the way the Usos and her came out and and and, and dropped the and dropped the uh, uh who who was it the uh the Heart Foundation yeah uh, Tyson Kid um uh Natalia uh, and then uh yep. Davy Davy Smith I can't remember his name. Yes, David. Yeah, like that was a momentous moment for at least for me because again, at that point in time, the tag team division was garbage, mm-hmm. and so now you got these you you got these three you know hot new people you know the Usos coming in looking good, Tamima coming in looking good, and so again, right now is the time to do it, and that was practically ten years ago. Mm-hmm. To the date of when Tamina had that chance, and she hadn't yeah, but, had many chances before. Yeah, but look at it now, though. We're in a situation where, when it comes to just Tamina, it's like you gave you give her opportunities, but then the only reason you give her opportunities is because like you can't give them to Natalia, right? And it's like, wait, like Natalia literally has so many like title chances that they're like. We can't even take her seriously now. She's more so like yeah. the May Young of this generation. Like, yeah, she'll, yeah. she'll be involved, but we, we don't really want her to win. And then uh, right. Naomi, it's like Na- Naomi, and we don't want to like sound sexist about it, anything like that. But it seems like they use her like relationship with you know Jimmy as like, oh well, this is why like she has that you know the prestige that right. she has. Right, because you're, they, because you you have, you're you're it's almost guilty by association kind of deal. Exactly, but the thing is, once you notice, like it's a pattern. If like Tamina is going and she's on the street, the Usos are on the street, and right. you know, you know Naomi's on the street. But the difference is now that they're trying to break up the brands because a lot of people realize that hey, we're all in Florida, so either way, it's still the same brand. So it's not how it was when they're traveling across the country. So right. if you are married in the company, like say for example, if Triple H knew for a fact he had to go to Raw and Stephanie was on SmackDown, but you know, he's in Wisconsin and she's in California, like 
that can kind of like make a divide. But if you've just been stationed in Florida and all you have to do is do production, you know, two or three times a week, but you're in the same right. building, like it's easier to be around your family and your peers and stuff right. like that. Right. So, you know, the brand split doesn't really matter. That's why the draft kind of like took me aback because it's like you're doing a draft, even though everybody else, even the kids who understand that like wrestling to them is still real. They know it's happening in the same building. And right. The relationships with the wrestlers that they have, they can't have those like the Tamina's when Tamina had that run in like mid like March up until like even after WrestleMania, when people were saying like, oh, this is supposed to be, to you know, her revenge. I was like, wait, like you were treating her revenge as if like she's a heel. Like you realize right. she was a face when she ended up getting injured. Now you're bringing yeah. her back like she's going, you know, she's on a heel turn. No, like just make her a face. Like, right. Do yeah. those things. And th- that's why, like, it hurts to hear, like, The Rock when he does interviews and everybody keeps asking him, are you going to do the match? Are you going to do the match with Roman? And he's like, I would love to do it. But the politics in the WWE aren't the same anymore. Right. And the reason why they're not the same is because Vince, I-, I don't think he actually has the vision for it anymore. He just more so is like, let's just throw out a product that can get us money because we're not getting the oh, yeah. same amount that we used to get. Right. But before, but before we get dig into it again, we got a voicemail. Let me play that one. Ronda Rousey can kill both of you with her bare hands. How can you not respect her? <laughs> oh, she can definitely do that. She can definitely do that. But when it comes to... If it was the UFC, 100%. But we talk about WWE, you know? And so yeah. in the sense of... In the, in the sense of how much talent you have in the women's division at this point in time, I, you, you don't need her. There's, there's nothing that Ronda Rousey can honestly contribute positively except yeah. some drama between her and Nia Jax, which would yeah. be interesting to see. Yeah. More, more, I think my issue with the whole Ronda Rousey situation, and this isn't to be disrespectful to anybody who is a fan of Ronda Rousey. My issue is you took Ronda Rousey after she lost back-to-back fights that technically kicked her the fuck out of UFC. If she had done the Brock thing, like, I'm sure somebody would say, well, Brock lost his last fight. Yes, he lost his last fight. But you got to remember, he went on a streak before then. And then he knew for a fact, he was like, you know what? I lost the belt. Whatever I'm going to, you know, he lost the UFC belt. I'm going to go to UFC. I'm not UFC. He went to WWE, and he went on a successful title reign. Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Her, her title reign didn't matter because she had, what, all of two title reigns? Like, right. when I say two, meaning, like, she had two defenses. And the third defense, it was like she lost because, honestly, people knew she had to give up the belt. She said she wanted to start a family and all this. But she, Ronda Rousey has a chronic issue of not being able to try to translate herself as a likable or dislikable character. We don't yeah. like Ronda Rousey as a UFC fighter because she's a complete asshole. Yeah, don't she, like Ronda yeah, Rousey. She 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 dissed the WWE on the way out. Like she made a whole bunch of tweets and people went crazy about it. Yeah, but and and then she tried to turn it around. Like, oh well, you know, I was just doing that because I'm 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 doing a show. Like I'm presenting this as if like I still have a leg in the front door. But the thing is, you don't. Like you don't. Triple yeah. H, Triple H went out on a ledge. Think about all the women that he could have pushed ahead of. He could have pushed Rhea Ripley. All Rhea Ripley yep. is right now is a carbon copy of her. Yeah. That's all she is. Like 
Rhea Ripley right now, compared to what she was three years ago, it's like, wait a minute, like Rhea Ripley, like she, she was doing things in NXT. It was like, you know what? She's going to go up to main roster and she's going to yep. hold the title for yep. like, you know, like like a Nikki Bella type of reign, where it's like, damn, right. like, goddamn, like she, she's run, R- Rhea, Rhea, Rhea Ripley is likable. Yeah, but they, like, they try, I don't know. They try to, like, like, I haven't, I haven't seen anybody say that they didn't like her. Mm-hmm. But, but like, like it's unanimous. Cre- yeah, it, it just leads credence to like the W, the main roster. The reason why you have people like Finn who go back to NXT, it's not because they don't want the money. It's not that they don't want to chase the title and stuff like that. It's because you have them up there and you know they bring the star. They bring star power from NXT and more people are watching NXT right now. Right. Because yeah. the reason why they're watching NXT is because they see AEW. They see TNA. Yeah. And that, look, yeah. that looks like a house show. But then you have right. the theatrics of WWE and now WWE has to adapt to right. the, like, right. the warehouse look. And the, right. the difference in it is Finn Balor's like, I've been from that. And if I go back to that, not only do they miss me, they want that. So he's thriving. Right. Rhea Ripley went back down and she's thriving. Charlotte, right. I don't know why. I'm still trying to figure out why she ended up winning the NXT championship only to go to two NXT like cards and was like, you know what? I'm just going to lose and then I'm just going to go back. Right. And it's like, okay. like I, I get it, but the thing is you don't have to continuously put the belt on her. You don't have right. to continuously put... Maybe it's because I'm kind of jaded at the fact that like Triple H kind of buried Sting when we we had I don't want to say time oh, Sting, but yes, but we had yeah. a, we had a Sting that was perfect for the time, and we yeah. should, we should have done that, and that just seemed to be like the the decline. Like we we started with the Sting situation. It was like, well, damn, like you ruined Sting for everybody. They had already ruined Dallas uh, Diamond Dallas Page years ago. Yeah. He was yeah. he was a favorite of mine. They ruined Hogan, you know, and then Hogan ruined himself for like his racist remarks and stuff like that. But then, right. you know, Goldberg, I had done an interview with Goldberg years ago. I think this was WrestleMania 30. So I okay. went there and I had an interview with Goldberg and I asked him, I said, will you ever go back to the WWE? This is around the same time that Ryback was in the WWE and everybody was speculating that Goldberg would come back and he would completely bury Ryback. He said, I will not go back for any type of money. Do you know he showed back up two and a half years later? Then squashes Brock Lesnar. He does the things that he does. And then we're sitting there like, oh, well, great. Are you, are you still there? Yeah. Okay. So right, basically after all this you know, situation happens, Goldberg goes, gets the title. Everything's great. Everybody's a fan of Goldberg. He has the belt. He's going into WrestleMania, and he gets absolutely squashed. And we're sitting there like, yeah. what the fuck just happened? Like, yeah. You, you, you build them up so perfect just to let us down. What, what yeah. the fuck is going on with the WWE? So then, you know, fast forward to 2020, we have these matches where it's like, you know, we, we want to like the heel. We want to like the face. But the thing is, we're no longer invested because they don't seem invested in it. They seem like 100%. they don't really give a well, They don't care well, about it. One of the, to, to be quite honest, one of the biggest things, and, I, and I'm going to be quite honest, the biggest thing that has killed the WWE for the past, I would say since 2014, 2015, maybe 16, mm-hmm. they've monopolized the wrestling, the wrestling business. They've taken every single, every single marketable talent from new Japan, TNA, ring of honor. Um, even now there's some speculation. Some AEW people are going to WWE or getting signed to WWE. 
Mm-hmm. And now what's happening is that all these people that we love, that we love so much on these promotions are now getting shelved by yep. the WWE because they want to be there, but they're yeah. not being used. And that's of the issue. Not. I mean, cause if you look, if you look at it, I would say most of this is, most of this started happening around the time when NXT started coming up a little bit, but also as well when AJ Styles pretty much signed. Because again, mm-hmm. with AJ Styles, again, like like Michael Cole said, as soon as he walked out during that uh, uh, Royal Rumble back in 2016, I believe. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what year. He, I can't remember what year. It was, it was 2016. But he walked out, and Michael Cole said it. He was the hottest free agent in the in the wrestling business, and he mm-hmm. was. But it was based off of everything he was doing pri- prior in, in TNA. You know, with the uh, aces and eights angle, but also with the Bullet Club in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yep. It was everything that they were doing. And so, next thing you know, uh, uh, Anderson and Gallows come. Finn, you know, Finn was over in NXT. And, and I mean, I think he was injured for a little bit as well, coming back. But again, just all these big name talents from other places started wanting to come to WWE. And it just didn't work out. Yeah. And now at this point, everyone's just like, where do I go? Where do I fit in? You know? And so now you, you're you trying to see all these smaller promotions come up. Granted, I love what AEW is doing. Everything Cody is doing right now, in my mm-hmm. honest opinion, I I would say right now, even, even in 2020, everything Cody is doing, I would say is probably the best at this yep. point in time because of just what just, just, just the storytelling aspect. That's the one thing I miss about, about wrestling in, 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 in itself or, or wrestling entertainment in itself is because I, I want to see good storytelling. I want to see emotions. I want to feel invested when, exactly. when Cody, when, when Cody got done beating the living crap out of his brother and they're bloodied and they said, and he said, you don't get to retire this way. And he mm-hmm. said that he had another match coming up with the tag team. And he needed his big brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As a grown you man, I that. cried. As a grown yeah. man, I cried. Because that's what you want to see. You want to see stories and characters built. Granted, yes, they're real life brothers. But at the same time, that's what you want to see. You want to mm-hmm. see these great storylines come to life, you know. And, and, and even even when Cody uh, he went on that rant, and I think he I don't know if he called I don't know if it was Chris I, he 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 practically buried Chris Jericho calling him a mm-hmm. freaking succubus, and I was like, what in the world? Yeah, like, Co- Cody Cody right now is is probably in my honest opinion the best talker and almost even wrestler mm-hmm. to an extent in in the business. You know, yeah. And so again, with everything that AEW is doing, yeah, maybe you can say it's the it's it's a whole bunch of WWE talent that they didn't want, but damn, they're putting on a good product, and it's turning yeah. out more ratings. It's turning out higher ratings than NXT is for the past yeah. consecutive weeks. But that's because they've been either in NXT, they've been in WWE. They know what not only the fans want, but what other wrestlers would want to see as quality. So right. when they go to other brands and they're like, you know what, this is what WWE does. This is how they do it. 
best. And for Cody, who was in fucking WWE for years, and mind you, his own father, rest of people, like, they have gone and they told him the script. They're like, you know what? This is what you do to make your product better. But right. this is what WWE does. And this is what got them through for X amount of years. But this is what they are doing wrong. Take what they're doing wrong and just perfect that. Perfect right. that. So literally, literally, doing, just, literally just flip it. Yeah. And you, 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 you have some of the wrestlers at AEW, like you said, who are going and they're chasing the check. And they don't care if they get buried because they know for a fact they have a home somewhere else. But the thing is, for years, there was no home for people to go. It was like, if you're not going to New Japan, you're going to WWE. That's why, like, I don't know if you remember when, like, everybody was chasing Omega, like, crazy. Every single person wanted. He he was, like, the number one free agent. He was. He was. WWE, they made it so that there was a clear path for Omega on SmackDown. They purposely yeah. said, you know what? We're not going to keep giving John Cena a fucking new championship belt every six months. Remember, Cena would go out, he'd make a movie, he'd come back, he win a belt. And then right. if it wasn't him, it was Miz for a little while. Miz would be like, you right. know what? I'm going to go and come, you know, I'll go away, i come back, i win a belt. What they said was, you know, right around that time, I think it was what, like 2017, 2018, when he was like yeah. a legit free agent. And they're like, you know what? What we're going to do is we're going to take Kenny Omega, and before we even get him to sign, we're going to make the path clear for him. And what they try to do is they try to feed him Roman Reigns. They try. Right. They said, I think at that time, Roman Reigns was champ, and they said that they wanted to have Roman Reigns, you know, come in, and then Kenny Omega was supposed to come in for Royal Rumble, and then they were supposed to set that up for um, WrestleMania. But then I guess that didn't go through. So they said, what's the next big thing we can do? So what they did was, I think that was the, was that the year that he fought Brock, uh, Roman fought Brock, and then he ended up winning or something like that? I, I can't remember. All these years are starting to run together. Either way, yeah. Omega didn't end up signing. As a result, now we look at it in 2020, like, did he make the best decision for himself? Me personally, I feel like he did. I feel like I couldn't see, I would hate myself to know that Kenny Omega went to the WWE and they treated him the same way they treated Sting. Yeah. Yeah. To to this day, I I think that is probably the worst thing I've ever seen anybody deal with other than like Scott Hall. The way they WWE treated Scott Hall was one way, but fucking, oh my God, that that Sting fight really hurt between that and WrestleMania 30. So, yeah. I I mean, one thing... I, I somewhat agree with you, but I would say mm-hmm. in the same sense, since the height of Kenny Omega, I would say his stock has kind of dropped in a way, yeah. only because now I don't really see people really even talking about Kenny like they were. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking like Kenny, like 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 Kenny at that time was like maybe one, maybe two at at a, at a bad time three, whereas mm-hmm. now it's just like whereas now he's probably like. 50 you know top 10 maybe top 15 yeah. you know if you really want to if you really want to make a list but at, the, at, at this moment in time it's just like i i don't i, I feel like kenny is kind of just riding the wave of everything and, and not yeah. really just you know it, it's, it's almost like he he's doing exactly what he would be doing if he yeah. was in wwe if not trying to get a way out so that way he can escape to aew and somehow, some way, if he showed up on AEW coming from WWE, mm-hmm. it would just literally be the greatest thing, you know, at this moment in time. Exactly. But before we get into this voicemail, I'm going to just say this about the Kenny Omega situation. I feel as though when it comes to Kenny Omega 
and him taking like a back seat. I think the reason why he took that back seat is because unlike the WWE, who they will put up a superstar for five, six, seven years. And like, like for example, Roman Reigns or John Cena, or like when they build them up, you can't build anybody else up. Like Kenny Omega right. sees it like, okay, if I go to WWE or anybody else, I'm Kenny Omega. My name is my name. But if I go there, all they're going to do is have me battle with Roman or they're going to have me battle with Brock. And yeah, that's going to be a great fight. That's going to be a great main event. But the thing is, people are going to stop wanting to see that main event. That's why Brock Lesnar, he knew, like, I'm getting in while the getting's good. He, he defeated Undertaker. He defeated Roman. He, he defeated all the, the guys. But the issue right. is, what, once you defeated all the guys, now what? Like, yeah. that's why you can't, like, for me, like, that's why I can't personally take Bray Wyatt seriously. And even The Fiend, because, mind you, you took The Fiend from us and then brought him back. And it's like, right. you, took him, you took him away when he was at his peak. Like, if you would have kept him, the same thing was like, imagine having a WrestleMania that was supposed to happen. They said that a WrestleMania was, that was supposed to happen was The Fiend versus The Demon. That was supposed to happen. Imagine that main event at WrestleMania. We have fucking Finn Balor and you would have had The Fiend, Bray Wyatt for a championship. That right there is a match that honestly, like, it writes itself. It does. Yeah. Like, that right there, it, it makes so much sense. But the thing is, it's not, you know, it's not Triple H. It's not Steph. I just feel like Vince is in that situation where if he fucks with you and he likes yeah. you to the point where he can put you somewhere. Like, think about it. If you're in his good graces for a moment, he will give you the world. But God forbid if the fans just stop watching and stop viewing, he will cut you off. Look at Jinder Mahal. I, yeah. I remember I remember 2018. I sat there and I, I was like, how in the fuck is Jinder Mahal? What? Like, what the fuck is happening Somebody, right somebody, like, somebody must have drank too much that day. Like, see, yeah. You you, I love Jinder Mahal. I think he's a decent talent. He's a, he's a nice mid Carter. Yeah. You you don't you don't put the belt on him, not, especially not that one. At all. Hold on. Like we got, not, we got like two. not even like like not even United States. Maybe even Intercontinental at least. Yeah. Like at least like let let like let us at least warm up to it. Like you know him him being a single competitor, him you know getting some traction. But no, like y'all literally just oh, no. threw the damn him. WWE Championship on him. Hmm. It's crazy. Let's let's listen to these two voicemails. We'll do them back to back. Yeah. Big facts. They ruined that whole storyline. Now, I'm sorry, like preacher boy. Like I apologize. We kind of ran over. So if you can repeat your statement and just like you know leave another voicemail because we honestly we talked about so many things all like the <laughs> which, <past>. which storyline? <laughs> yeah, because they've ruined a lot of storylines. A whole lot of them. And here goes yeah. another one. Hi, I'm new to this. I'm just speaking. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What is it? What is this? Uh, uh, what is this? Martin Luar, uh, Martin Lure. Congratulations for joining, you know, the stereo app. Welcome. Hopefully, you enjoy the talk that we're having. We're currently talking about wrestling of all things because, I mean, what else can we do on right. you know, a night like this? But damn, right. there's so much. Um, where were we at? Oh, we, we got to get back to the card. Hell of a cell, hell of a cell card. Yeah, we, we got we got to get back to it. So, the, we already talked about Bailey and Sasha. So for the WWE Championship, we have the champion Drew McIntyre fighting Randy Orton in a hell in a cell. I know you've seen. I know you've seen the uh, memes about how so far Drew McIntyre's 
uh, pay-per-view reign has practically been the same exact way of Kofi Kingston's. Mm-hmm. At this point in time, who 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 won? It was because it was because Kofi dropped it to who, who, Kofi dropped it to Brock, right? He brought to Brock on yeah. on Hell. I want to say he lost on Hell in a Cell, actually. Okay, let me see. Let me let me, let me just double check. Why you why you speak? Yeah. I'm gonna go and fact check this. Perfect. I would honestly say at this point in time, I don't know. I, I mean, granted, I don't know what Randy is is Randy is at in his life if he wants to hang it up soon or what. What's going on? I feel like he's still just riding the wave, and he's he's doing a pretty decent job as a veteran, um, just just carrying the brand for, in my honest opinion, Brock and Cena at this point. Um, I wouldn't suggest taking the belt off of Drew McIntyre only because again he is like the freaking second coming or, or, or the chosen one, as as Vince McMahon uh, said back in two thousand and eight or two thousand nine. Um, way back when, so I don't necessarily see Drew McIntyre being somebody that you take the belt off of, especially at this point in time. Um, mm-hmm. I think you kind of sort of just ride the hot hand of um him carrying that belt into Royal Rumble, and then pretty much seeing how the Royal Rumble plays out, and then determining whether or not if it's hot enough to drop the belt. At Mania for Drew, or mm-hmm. or 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 just having him just keep on holding it until after Mania at this point. Yeah, on, honestly, they are like bone dry when it comes to not only talent but people who are going and leaving the main card to go to NXT because it's like Vince has absolutely no control over NXT, so it's he better to just go. He- they, they want to talk to. They want to do business with Triple H because Triple H is the one that brought them in. Let's be honest. Exactly. And and and, and, I, and, I, and one thing I heard and one thing I I wanted I wanted to actually happen and people were wanted to, wanted to happen was to see AJ go to NXT. Exactly. And here's the thing: it can happen if Finn, yeah. all, if Finn of all people can say, you know what, I'm going to put my pride aside and I'm just going to go. Not only back to NXT, I'm going to bring prominence back to the title that honestly people have forgotten. Like, think about the people who are on the main card right now who have held that title and they yeah. are using them as a fucking joke right now. Yep. Like, Bo, Bo it, Dallas, Bo Dallas, Sammy Zane, Sammy uh, Zane. Honestly, we can even say Samoa Joe. The reason why I Samoa say Samoa Joe, Joe Big, Big, like, e Langs- Big, Big E Langston, I, I mean, people only call mm-hmm. him Big E, but. I remember when he was Biggie Langston, and he, you know he had a count to five. Mm-hmm. That was that was that was a dominant force, and I and I'm glad Biggie has has a single has a single run now. But I even mm-hmm. then, I feel like that's gonna get messed up too. Yep, and you know the there's only one person that can mess it up, and then it's Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yep, and you know you know he's gonna mess it up. It's just a matter of time of when. Yeah, uh, and in saying that though. Um, when you said between Randy and Drew, who was your actual winner for that fight? I was. I'm gonna say Drew. I rather you carry. I rather Drew carry the title, title into 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 Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. At this point I, in time, like, like just 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 drive it home because again, I don't necessarily see anything happening at this moment. I mean, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, uh, dang, was does does Otis, Otis does Otis still have his briefcase? I want to say Otis still has the briefcase. Yes, 
we gotta do something with that. <laughs> you know. But so you, have have you know, were you able to watch SmackDown last week? Like I have not, no. So they they the last I've checked, they com- made a complete mockery of the money in the bank. The briefcase now looks like a lunchbox and he carries around he's wearing like a, a purple cape and shit. It, yeah. Yeah, it's it's bad. Um you, you take something that has literally been the launch pad of so many people's careers and you have taken yeah. it and just made it a lot. You literally made it a lunchbox. I hope that it, it gets better. But the thing is, it's Vince. Vince, yeah. he's like, OK, I like them because they, they bring either comic relief or they're the, the big, strong guy that can give me what I want. I, I want the guy right. who's, you know. Six nine, six ten, two hundred eighty-five pounds, and they look like a champion. But the issue is, you, you can't do that anymore. There, there are no more steroids. You, you're never going to get Scott Steiners again. You're not getting yeah. the Kurt, yeah. you know, the Kurt Angles of the world. You're, you're right. getting these yeah. guys who are the heights they are, the weight they are, and they're like. When they brought Ricochet in, I was like, yo, like Ricochet could literally be a WWE. If Kofi could be a champion, why the fuck can't Ricochet? Now, yeah. it's just like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Like Bobby Lashley, they use, they, I feel like they use Bobby Lashley so wrong. Every single time I see him on there, I'm like, yeah, I get it. You, you have the hurt business. I'm like, why do they have Bobby, to be affiliated? I mean, I mean, to be, to be quite honest, Bobby Lashley, in my honest opinion, is a Brock Lesnar type. Exactly. You go in, you let Bobby Lashley squash the shit out of people. Have a nice day. That's it. That's mm-hmm. all. Don't don't drag out these matches that are making them look like like you know that they're they're just some type of technical wrestler. They're not. Mm-hmm. They're big bruisers that come in that want to body slam people, make it look like it's a big you know huge giant fight, and then call it a, call it a day. Let it be you know at, at maximum like maybe ten minutes at least. Exactly. But you know you, you don't you want to drag it out for 20, 30 minutes now. Like that's that's not who they are. They can't perform that long. These aren't these these aren't the they're not the Bret Hart type where you can just learn to say, hey Brett, go out and, and and wrestle with this person and make them look good. You know, they're not those type of people. Nor do exactly. they really have those kind of people to make them look good. Yeah. It it it's sad. But I mean it is what it is. Uh, I guess the last match, and then we'll kind of like end this episode, and then obviously you'll be back for the actual recap again, so we can talk about exactly what the fuck happened with Week Seven, and with yeah. obviously now Hell in a Cell. So the main event for uh, the Hell in a Cell for Sunday, Roman uh, Roman Reigns is fighting Jay Uso in a which is it's called a Hell in a Cell I Quit match, which. <laughs> it, it, I, I was That's trying funny. to read. Yeah, I was trying to That's read funny. exactly how this works because every maybe like over the past like four years, Hell in a Cell doesn't take the same like category. Hell in a Cell used to be like you can't escape the cell, and the the mission was to actually escape the cell, climb the cell, fall from the cell, and do that. But the thing is, now they're in the warehouse, so I'm trying to figure out exactly how in the hell they're going to do that. that. Like, how are they going to do that in that warehouse? More importantly, right. Hell in a Cell, it, it, it doesn't look like it's supposed to fit there. Are they going to do it like they did WrestleMania with the whole, you know, there'll be a Hell in a Cell at the rooftop and you just have a fight on a roof? Yeah. I feel like yeah. that, that might be it because I, I can't see a Hell in a Cell in a building where the ceiling is every bit of like 30 feet high anyway. So right. either way, this is for the Universal Championship. The, the two cousins are fighting and 
It is a Hell in a Cell match. However, this is an I quit match. So Roman revealed last week that, you know, the only way that this match would take place in a Hell in a Cell would be if the stipulation was that it would be an I quit with serious consequences to the loser being that they would have to go back to their families and admit to being the loser to the other cousin. Yeah. Um, I think we all know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you just, you just got Roman Reigns back. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, he's paired up with the, the, in my honest opinion, and I mean, you you might you might differ, or you might be the same, but the greatest mm-hmm. talker in the wrestling business of all time mm-hmm. in in Paul Heyman. Honestly, I've told people from from the time I was young, if I was if I was to ever become a wrestler, I want Paul Heyman by my side. I'm asking Paul Absolutely. Heyman every single question I possibly can. Because mm-hmm. he's, pra- he's he's practically in a football analogy, uh, if I can make one. Paul Heyman is the Bill Belichick of professional wrestling. Yeah, I mean, he knows yeah. every he knows every in and out. He knows everything that you can do to become better. As long as you follow it, you'll have a you'll have a nice career. Yeah, this man literally took Brock Lesnar for twenty two years. Yeah. And just literally made him who the fuck he is. Yeah. You're like, wait, like Brock Lesnar literally started out as just like the high, like the high school college guy who was just like, you know what? He lifted weights. He looked strong. Vince liked him. And he came into the WWE and he just ended up prospering. He took yep. it from that to being like, you know what? Even when he went to UFC, Brock would say in interviews, he's like, he would still keep in contact with Paul just in the event that he was mm-hmm. going back. That's why... Yep. I don't know if you remember that 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 big like YouTube clip of the Undertaker going to a UFC event and he went and he like he said something to Brock and everybody's like what the what did Undertaker say and then next thing you know at WrestleMania 30 they end up fighting each other. Yep. Nobody nobody realized they were best friends and everything was supposed to be planned out that way. But honestly, yep. the the storyline didn't even matter. Everything that Paul Heyman did for that storyline made that storyline. Yeah, Paul but Paul it, Heyman. Paul Heyman is, is, is the ultimate mastermind when it comes to knowing what the fans want, giving what the talent needs in order to succeed, taking it, gluing it together, and, and presenting it as a, as a full package. I would say him, as well as Triple H, are probably the best at doing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So hold on. we have one more voicemail. So what we're gonna do is we'll do this voicemail and then you know we'll say our you know how they can follow us on social media and then we get about sure. it. Sure. So here we go. The Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton situation is starting to get boring. Yep. Um, just in my opinion, they yep. need something to spice it up. I'm just waiting to see what's gonna happen at this Hell in a Cell event. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, like I, I love, I love Randy Orton to death, but it's almost like at this point, he's, he's, he's kind of just there, and and it's and and I hate to say that because it's Randy freaking Orton, like, like, I, Randy Orton, in my honest opinion, I, if if John Cena wasn't the greatest, you know, 
it, it, when, it, when it comes to marketability, Randy Orton, Randy Orton would probably be in the same spot as John Cena. Exactly. If John Cena, if John Cena never showed up, mm-hmm. Randy Orton, Randy Orton has look, he has the in-ring talent, he has the mic talent, he has the charisma. Randy Orton is that dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, basically, we ran down the cards. So you know, right now we just we just hope that maybe there is an upset. But I'll, I'll let we'll leave with this. What is the one? Like the one match on this card that might potentially be an upset for you. That I your prediction see, might be wrong. I w- I might be I might be wrong with the uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks one. Okay. Yep. Because again, because because again, because again, you know they they might actually be like, hey, Sasha, it's time for it's it's time for Sasha. You know, point mm-hmm. blank period. You know, and so again, that I I feel as if you know again. Putting the belts on Randy would just be the same old, same old. But if if, if I if I, I'll say this, I'll say that Sasha is probably the upset that can happen. But I want the J upset to, to happen. That's that's what yeah. I want to happen because if that does happen, what the hell happens from here? That would literally change. What the hell will happen? What yeah. will happen to WWE at this point in time? Like, because because a lot of the stuff that you've said so far tonight has just been like, you know, like the like the lunchbox situation. I feel as if mm-hmm. when it comes to WWE, they try to be experimental, but they do it in the wrong ways. Exactly. Same thing with Jinder Mahal being WWE champion; they do it with the wrong ways. Mm-hmm. But damn, if if somehow some way Jay Uso can become Universal Champion, mm-hmm. what what the like literally what the what what the fuck happens? What what happens from <laughs> yeah. here? Yeah. What yeah. happens? Because again, it's 2020. Anything can happen. Yeah, let's keep that in mind. Granted, I understand that you know everything's kind of been down. You know, just in the in the in the perspective of the world, COVID has run rampant. Everything has kind of been just, you know, what the hell's going on? You might as well just do it right now. Exactly. You just might do as it. well. Because think but, about it. But, you know, you know what's next though. Because right after Hell in a Cell, you have Survivor Series. So why true. not just for Survivor Series? You know, for a fact, that's that. It's like the free car. It's like okay, you know, for a fact, you gotta just join up with a team, and it'll be. Team Roman versus Team J. So you know you're gonna have that, and you have yeah. you know Team Randy versus. T- it'll be that, but yeah, the main the main event to end the year would be a table ladders and chairs match. But I would personally, I want some of these storylines to end right. at Hell in a Cell. Like I'm still trying to figure out why Hell in a Cell comes before TLC. I feel like TLC should actually be the Halloween type of event, and then Hell in a Cell yeah. is like have Hell in a Cell and then set up how you know Royal Rumble's supposed to match because we all know TLC hasn't been the same since Edge and Christian have like left. Oh like, yeah yeah yeah. I mean to be quite honest I I I miss the old way of how it would be backlash, you know, for mm-hmm. one for one judgment day for the other. You know, they kind of sort of did their own thing and then all of a sudden I believe SummerSlam was like the first like interpromotional uh, pay-per-view for both Raw and SmackDown 
of the year, right? And then everybody, yeah. and then they kind of sort of just flip flop in between, and then it would be next thing you know, it would be Survivor Series, and then he kind of sort of went back to their own thing. Next thing you know, it would be Royal Rumble. And then he did their own thing, and now we're going home for Mania. Boom, exactly. we're back for Mania. Mm-hmm. I miss that way. Period. They, they need to they need to bring that back because it seems like not only do you miss it, I miss it as well. And I'm, I'm yeah. assuming the people that are still listening that are up this late in their morning that are leaving voicemail. So we're going to play it. But yeah. I just hope that WWE, more importantly, Vince just understands like we're watching it, not because we enjoy it. We're wishing we're just hoping yeah. that you just stop and just let us enjoy things while they're there, a.k.a. Yeah. the new day. Now, all of a sudden, you break them up. But here we go. Here's the voicemail. I think the biggest thing right now is that uh, WWE is not developing new characters, man. You had so many characters in there during the Attitude Era, man. Stone Cold, Steve Austin, The Rock, Mankind, Mick Foley, you know. Um, Even people like Undercard, people like D'Lo Brown, Godfather, Owen Hart. So many great characters. Nobody lets character development happen. Yeah. And that's the problem with WWE. And when they have good talent, like Damian Sandell, Elias, they yeah. don't use them correctly. They fucking bury them, man. Yeah. So, yeah, it's tough, man. And finally, they got something right with Daniel Bryan. But even that, they kind of snuffed out a little bit, too. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you what the Greg Dudas is going to do. The Greg Dudas is going to come down the ring. <laughs> He's going to lay the smack down. And all your candy asses. Yes, sir. <laughs> the dragon mastery is cooking home stereo <laughs> yes yes that is dragon mastery oh my god man. That, i just that, that, i just followed him for that one yeah man that, that's, that's how that's how we that's how that's how we gonna go home for this yeah that, that, that's that's it that is the go home that is the send-off right for this episode so let yeah. everybody know where they can follow you on social media man yeah man for sure um they can definitely follow me on here. I mean, I kind of sort of just jump on and talk to random people. This is kind mm-hmm. of how us, you know, me and you kind of sort of just did it today. I okay. heard you talking about football and I was just like, oh, here we go. This is something I can chime in on. And then, you know, mm-hmm. luckily enough, we had an opportunity to talk talk it out for, for most of the time. Exactly. Um, definitely follow me on here. I have Instagram. Um, same same username, His Royal Badness. Um, it's, it's a little... Uh, homage to Prince because it's his uh, nickname as well. And so that's sort of just, you know, a name that I use. Um, That's what I have right now. Um, I'm actually into uh, acting and musical theater. Um, So I've actually, um, as of this past uh, two Sundays ago, I've actually launched my own uh, non-for-profit community theater in Chicago, Illinois. Um, so if anybody is either in Chicago or if they just want to follow us to kind of sort of see what we're trying to do, because we're trying to get things up and running, it's called Grio Theater Collective, um, G-R-I-O-T-T-H-E-A-T-R-E, Collective, C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-V-E. Um, follow us on Instagram as well as Facebook. Um, but other than that, that's practically everything that I have. Oh, I do have a Twitter. Um, it's, um, air to the air to the prince, um, H E I R T O T H E P R I N C E. Uh, the, the Twitter account is practically kind of sort of how I run, uh, my stereo account. Um, mm-hmm. I stand, you know, I'm a, I'm a, it's more of a stand account for Tom Brady. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Kanye a little bit, uh, Prince, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff as well. That kind of sort of just vent out and kind of ramble out, ramble about as well. Oh yeah, and you 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 know now that I know that you are an absolute Prince fan, you and I want to have to have a talk. We will have to have a very long talk because a lot of people keep trying to do the comparison with the MJ and the Prince thing. But I don't want to do that. I, I, I just, just, just want to have- let's 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 pencil that one in. Because yeah, I, got, I got something to say about it. I got something yeah, we, to say about we, it. We need to do that. I, I've had family members argue me down and tell me everything from Ben is the greatest song ever and Prince has no comparable song. I'm like, we're we're going to talk. So you and I, just pencil yeah. that in. That, that is yeah. definitely going to be an episode where you and I talk. But yes. um, we, we, before I say my exit and everything like that, we do have one more voicemail. So let's just play that and then we'll get up out of here. So I think the thing that we are missing in the WWE is uh, original character development. Yeah. There's no more character development as we've seen um, in the Attitude Era, um, the late 90s, early 2000s. They were great at creating edgy characters yep. that we can believe in. Um, I think the writing team has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Storylines has a lot to do with it. Um Back during the day, the Attitude Era, you didn't write a character's full promo out. They gave them bullet points and let it, them do what they wanted to do with it from there. Yep. Now they're, um, the wrestlers, um, I believe, are handcuffed. And so they cannot really show themselves, especially the baby faces. Yeah, I totally agree. Absolutely. Austin, 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 three sixteen, I believe, was was Stone Cold Steve Austin's own thing. He mm-hmm. came up with that. Nobody wrote that yeah. for him. Yeah, I and mean, I, I think one thing that also hinders uh, WWE now is a lot of the dirt sheets, a lot of the internet stuff that kind of sort of just like leaks the stuff out now. Yeah, because now, because now you can't even be surprised if somebody comes back or does anything nowadays. Yeah. As long as Ronda Rousey doesn't come back, because it's it's definitely fuck her forever. She can because, she can stay wherever she is at. Yeah, I, I just hope that she stays with her husband and they have all the children in the world. And if she does decide to go back to the UFC, I hope that she doesn't fight Holly Holm because we saw how that happened and Oof. ended the first time. Oof. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And. I guess in closing, uh, I am Greg. I'm the host of Young Black and Bothered Podcast. Uh, all the notes are in, you know, the profile and everything like that. But outside of that, we are going to do another recap. I feel like we have to do this now every week because people are going to sit here and, like, wonder what's going to happen. Right. Uh, right. And we, we might have to do a live show. So I feel like if you if you are up to it and you are already, like, watching football, we might as well watch and do a live, like, review of Hell in the yeah. on Sunday. I yeah. think that would be fun. So let, let's pencil that in. And then we're going to yeah. obviously do the Prince and MJ situation, a.k.a. Sure. the Prince situation, because, boy, yeah. like, talking about Ben, Jesus Christ. That... <laughs> all right, y'all. So thank you guys for all listening. You know, bro, thank you so much for, like, joining in. You know, when my other friend, you know, he decided, you know, he wanted to go and eat pizza instead of doing the actual sports, you know, the sports I mean, stuff. Hey, so pizza. A a piece is good too, man. But you know, but I I rather I rather talk football than piece any 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 given Sunday. Absolutely. So more importantly, you know, I guess to end the show, the Bears will win, the Patriots will win, and hopefully, hopefully, your fantasy teams win as well. So until a couple days from now, we will talk to you soon. Alrighty. 